0: Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming, and we are covering the Halo Infinite reviews. I am going to really think hard about why the reviews don't seem to be lining up with the scores. It's getting very, very high praise and and, and big scores, but the actual reviews themselves don't seem to line up with the language that they use. So if you clicked on this video, it is a a pretty long video. It's probably about a three-hour long video. We do a talk show every day, but the front right here is probably what you're looking for. This is an SNTR update. The Halo Infinite campaign reviews are pouring in and they are overwhelmingly positive, maybe a bit too positive from where I sit. I am gonna look at the actual difference between the language and descriptions used in some of the reviews I looked at when you compare them to the scores being given. If you like these SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my streams or my uploads. Well, I stream on gaming, so check me out over there. So the, the the review scores are just undeniably high for Halo Infinite right now. The embargo dropped and people could start to publish their scores. And we immediately started analyzing some of the wordage uh, and some of the verbiage used when giving the game a 100 or a 10 out of 10. And so I went and I combed over some reviews and wanted to give you a quick flyby of some of the themes that I picked up on. First, let's talk about the story. Many people are saying that the story is, it's not bad, it's not great, it's good, but it is pretty safe. It is not very risky. Uh, Overall, people are saying they are enjoying the story, but they're not saying anything spectacular about it. Now, you could probably attribute some of this to the overwhelming amount of criticism that they got when they... Uh, made a lot of the changes and things that they decided to do with Halo 5. So it makes sense that people would look at it and say, well, let's let's play it safe, let's not take a bunch of risks with the story. There are 14 missions, and they, you know the, the, the variety of those missions, location, and level design is one of the things that I picked up on. Some people were saying it can get a little repetitive. The combination of open world and sort of enclosed spaces... People really liked that and they liked sort of the differences from the reviews that I read and listened to. But there were some people that said it could get a little repetitive. You felt like the areas were very samey, or maybe you had been there before. It's like, oh, this is a brand new area, but you had felt like you had been there before. And the overarching, you know, consensus was that the missions and the gameplay were pretty good. Now, many people are zooming in on the grapple and really talking about how it opens up the combat spaces. It is one of the more praised aspects of the combat. I know in like Yang Ye's video, he was showing himself just zipping around like spider-man i noticed something very similar in skill ups video he was talking about how much he enjoyed the grapple and then some of the reviews that I read have really zeroed in on the grapple really changing combat for people and I think that was probably a really good thing and an encouraging thing for 343 to see because they have to honor and stay true to Halo combat but they do want to evolve it beyond where it is and the grapple is one way that they're doing it. Now people commenting on the open world said that it is pleasant to move through the spaces. It provides a nice change up from the you know sort of traditional Halo experience experience and it leads to very fun encounters now we are hearing you cannot replay story missions which is another ground level feature absent from the game that is being attributed to the open world i don't know if that's an adequate explanation for another missing feature but overall it seems that people are enjoying the open world even if it's one of the reasons you can't replay the missions The ultimate consensus is, and I liked Skillup's phrasing here, he said that it feels like a first pass effort, and he basically concluded, as many others have, that it's good, but it's not great good first pass effort, which is why I really want to think hard about these review scores. So many of the reviews are conceding that it's not perfect, it has flaws and missteps, or parts that might be boring or repetitive. So seeing the game receiving 9s out of 10s and 10s out of 10s and, you know, 100 out of 100, I don't really see that lining up with the verbiage, which makes me sort of question some of these review score outlets, like what exactly is driving them to give it a score that doesn't seem to line up with the statements and the descriptions that they've made. So I hope you enjoyed this flyover. Be sure to check out SNTR Gaming, where I stream live every single day. And if you like these updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. And I'll see you in the next one. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody here. We greatly appreciate you guys being here this morning. We discussed Halo pretty lengthily yesterday. Uh, we really, really went, you know, pretty deep into a lot of the, you know, the the, the criticisms and the complaints and the, the good, the bad. And so I thought it would be really, really good to give you guys uh a a sort of a review roundup but i know we're going to probably get stuck on some things today which i'm totally fine discussing more absent features frustrating longtime fans of the franchise and one of those features being that you cannot replay missions and safe does not equal bad I don't think that makes it bad at all, Toaster. I actually said, I tried to, at least in the video, empathize with and understand with why they would have taken a safe route with the Halo Infinite campaign. W- why they would have said, listen, we we don't want to take a bunch of risks here. Like, d- Make a very safe or maybe even slightly predictable story. We need a good Halo story. I- I'm not criticizing that at all. I'm... I- I- I understand why they probably had zero zero desire uh, of of what you know the, the 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 risk. I'm sorry, the risk arc that they would have pot, you know potentially taken. What's good feed? Good to see in the chat. Um, will not be here when you play Halo. No, that's fine, Mo. I anticipate a lot of the Halo fans not wanting to see those spoilers. Don't worry about that. The Halo Core community is roughly seven eight thousand a month. Last few years with spikes here and there. Halo Infinite's community is over ninety thousand on the player base. Yeah, but I think you're—I I think you're coming to a false conclusion, uh, Fliz. You're assuming—you're assuming that because that's the number of people that have been consistently playing the master chief collection that that ninety thousand is almost all new people I, I don't agree with that conclusion there are plenty of people who liked and loved halo and were really looking forward to this as a halo fan and they probably don't touch the master chief collection i i, I don't think that's a fair conclusion to make there are plenty of people that just don't have liked Halo for a really long time and just didn't touch Master Chief Collection and or didn't touch, you know, or or didn't play Halo 5 for a significant amount of time because Halo 5 was, you know, one of the more criticized Halos of the group. Do you know what I mean? 7 out of 10 is not bad either. I don't think anyone is saying it's bad, but 10 out of 10, come on. That I think is the issue that I'm taking with here. Halo Infinite campaign reviews are all, as far as I can tell, They're being honest. They're saying it's good. I enjoyed it. I had a fun time, but then they're giving it a perfect score, a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And I don't see the language lining up with that. I've never read a review of a game that said it has foibles and missteps uh, and it isn't perfect. And then they give it a hundred. I've never seen that before in my life. I I, like that sounds to me like a seven or an eight out of 10. When I hear that that I had a good time, there's missteps, there's problems, you know, there's there's things of this nature that are not that great. I've never seen a review say that and then give it a 10. That's why I'm like what is, where is this coming from? Is it the nostalgia? Is it the is it the fact that they want to be in the good graces of the big daddy halo machine, you know? 343 set is a spear Oh, sorry. 343 said infinite is a spiritual reboot so having a safe story makes sense combat evolved has a simple story and it worked wonders thank you for the tip Maddie Jarvis I don't disagree with you at all I don't disagree with you at all if they're setting out to do a spiritual reboot that's how I viewed you know um, the force awakens the force awakens felt uh, like a very very similar thing in my book It felt very similar. It's like, we're going to do a very safe, very predictable, very, very familiar story to sort of bring this franchise back to life. And so I'm fine with the Halo Infinite campaign being described as safe. I'm totally fine with that. That's not off-putting. That's not worrisome. But safe and good, not great and... You know, elements could be repetitive, or whatever. I don't see. I don't see that language lining up with tens out of tens and one hundreds. Like the, that's what I'm confused about. Does a ten rating mean it have to mean zero flaws? Tommy, I want you to historically look at and question why 10s out of 10s are so rare. What do you think the answer to that question is? What do you think the review outlets would say if you came at them and said, Oh my gosh, this game was amazing. It was near perfect. It was beautiful and wonderful. Why'd you give it an 8? Why didn't you give it a 10 out of 10? Why do you guys so rarely give games 10 out of 10? they would come back with likely some amalgamation of an answer that like, there are so few games deserving of a 10 out of 10. There are so few quote-unquote perfect games out there. The reason that this is an anomaly is because up to now, this is generally not what happens. You don't see every review outlet coming out and and, and giving 10s out of 10s. That's not normal. Didn't The Last of Us get 10s? Uh, but it, not this consistent mo all right let me make my point a little bit clearer it is one thing for a game to come out and a handful of review outlets to give it a nine maybe a nine and a half or a ten and then the other review outlets will be giving it sevens and eights you're not seeing a ton of tens out of tens i mean i saw some in discord yesterday and i was like what in the world in my opinion, you can get a 10 out of 10 perfect score if you don't state flaws. If you state flaws, especially two or three, then it's not a perfect score. I- I'll take issue with the Metacritic scoring than, than even more, because it's 100. On a scale of 100, you couldn't dock it a single point. Right? You couldn't dock it a single point out of 100? You know what I mean? If it's got foibles or missteps or, or you know, it's good, not great. There, there's not a single point to take away, though. You're giving it 100 points. IGN gives 10 out of 10 a lot. I don't follow IGN religiously, but I rarely see 10s out of 10s in my feed whenever they post a review and they have like the picture on Instagram or on Twitter and they put the score down in the corner. I actually really like the way they do that, the graphic that they use and the pros and the cons. I don't feel like I see 10s out of 10s all that often. Metacritic scale is percentage-based, so it's 100% right that's what i mean all right here we go here we go vg247 five out of five venture beat five out of five windows central five out of five inverse 10 game informer 9.25 ign 9 Gamespot 9 destructoid 9 giant bomb gave it a four out of five now if all those fives out of fives were fours out of fives and all those nines were eights and the 10 was a nine it would look normal to me it wouldn't just look normal, it would look like it lines up with the verbiage that I'm reading about the game, right? Wasn't Deathloop given a 10 out of 10? I believe Deathloop was given a 10 out of 10 for other reasons, you know, outside the game. I believe the gaming drought, I believe the the sense of importance in having uh, l- two characters leading the game that were persons of color, I believe there were a lot of elements that gave that game extra points, like extra credit if we want to call it that, right? I believe the core game of Deathloop is between a 7 and an 8, but it got a lot of extra credit points, okay? Both culturally and, I believe, timing-wise, I believe Deathloop got rolled over into 10s undeservedly. I don't think it deserved 10s, all right? No, no, also, 10 out of 10 are usually called revolutionary. The only reason why someone would give it that now is it's an open-world game rather than a linear game. That's another thing I think that T-Bone is striking on, is that... If you're gonna give something a 10 out of 10, it should be revolutionary. IGN gives one major release 10 out of 10 every year for 20 years. So you're saying they do it about once a year? And so this is their 10 out of 10 for the year? Is that what you mean, Fliz? Deathloop's nominated for Game of the Year? Yeah, I don't think it deserves to be nominated for Game of the Year. I think Returnal was a far better game. They both set out to do something similar make a mainstream rogue and i think returnal kicks the snot out of deathloop sound design game design refined controls the combat all of it deathloop has actual flaws within combat within combat flow within the ai response inconsistency in ai response the the ai target acquisition and accuracy no deathloop has so many actual provable flaws if you're going to compare it to returnal Deathloop is Deathloop is got it I'm telling you, Deathloop got the nomination and got the praise that it did because of the cultural importance of the two leads being persons of color, as well as the fact that it arrived during a gaming drought when everyone was starved for anything good, and it got well, well overpraised. I can celebrate the fact that you have two lead characters that are persons of color. That's awesome. That's great. The voice actors are brilliant in that game. They deserve nominations. I actually said that when I was playing it. I think both of the voice actors in that game deserve nominations. But none of that means the game deserves to be voted for game of the year. That's not a reason that you nominate a game for game of the year. Just because you did something important or courageous or brave, doesn't mean your game is game of the year. That's not the way, that's not the merit of a game of the year. So, Deathloop is boring game compared to Returnal. I, I don't like using terminologies like boring because that's subjective to the user. I'd l- I would prefer to talk about the substance and quality of the game in the most subjective ways possible. Halo might have used their buying power to squeeze into the conversation. I don't know. If you're the only game of the year, then you're game of the year. Right, Matthew Fischetti? Like, there was not a lot of competition either. Like, uh, you know, Psychonauts 2 won best Xbox game of the year. And I'm like, were there any other Xbox games that came out? Like, what was it competing against? Some poor little indie title? Like, Xbox didn't have any launches this year. You know what I mean? I saw that Mark Hamill and Jason Sudeikis were reading lines from It's a Wonderful Life reboot. I'm interested, even though the original's a 10 out of 10. I don't know why you would remake It's a Wonderful Life. That would be like remaking Citizen Kane. There are movies that you should leave alone, and that's one of them. Uh, What's the poll today? Um, Here, let's do this. Let's just do this. All right. Halo Infinite Campaign review scores do you trust them that's what i want to know halo infinite the campaign review scores so the halo infinite campaign review uh the the scores themselves do you trust those scores because i don't trust the scores i'm not seeing language that lines up with the scores i'm seeing language that's indicative of a seven to an eight not a nine or a ten not a nine or a ten Nines and tens for me are games like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, like massively successful, revolutionary games that take things into the next era. Even when I watched some of the reviews, so I watched Yongye's review and I watched Skillup's review, the gameplay and the graphics don't even look next gen. We're talking about games that launch like Ratchet and Clank that are mind-blowingly next gen and... this game doesn't look like that it looks like a good game that is worthy of praise But it's not worthy of nines and tens. I'm not seeing a single thing that tells me that I Don't understand the campaign is good 10 out of 10. What what do you mean Viter? To summarize the state of the game so halo infinite campaign reviews are in an overwhelmingly positive and I think this is very important Given that people are seeing Halo Infinite, 10 out of 10, Halo Infinite, 9 out of 10, just listen to the list of base level features that are not here at launch. No co-op, no level select, no replay of missions, no forge, no slayer as a playlist, you can't pick it, no SWAT in the game at all, right? no career stat or metal tracking many items stripped out of the battle pass and put into the store no armor customization earned from just playing the game well, wait that's not true you just play the game and you level up the battle pass that's inaccurate in the list here you have to pay for the color blue red 2 that's a separate charge no cross core customization that's a, good, that's a good critique weaponized FOMO I don't know about that Poorly designed challenges that discourage playing the playing to win and suck the fun out of everything. Challenge swaps. The list is getting a little shaky in my mind. The list is getting a little opinion-laden. I think the first couple really drive home the point that this is a 7 or 8 out of 10 game. It's literally missing stuff. How does it, like, Ghost of Tsushima, 10 out of 10 game, that's the standard, and it's not there. It's not a 10. Why, again, that gets subjective. Like, you have, like, Yes, I love Ghost of Tsushima, and yes, I think Ghost of Tsushima is close to a, a, a 10 out of 10 game. I would actually give, this is where I don't trust the scores. I would give Ghost of Tsushima a 9 out of 10. Why? There are elements of Ghost of Tsushima that I think are lacking and required some polish, so I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10. You guys could have th- thought better about some of these things here, here, and here. That's it. I'm done. Those are my criticisms. 9 out of 10. Do you see how hard it is to get a nine out of ten in my book? I don't think it's as easy as like, well, it's a good game. If everything's a ten out of ten, then nothing's a ten out of ten. That's exactly right, Zubair. I want you to strip away your Halo bias for just a second. All right, strip away your bias for just a second. Just th- just track with me here. If I told you, let's go to Aliens Fire Team as an example. Let's go to Aliens Fire Team. I said at the time that game came out, we need to be okay with good games launching. It's a good game. It's not spectacular. It's not mind-blowing. It's not revolutionary. It's just a good game. It's fun to play with your buddies, right? It's a good game. I give it, you know, seven or an eight. If you, if you agree with that idea that, like, a good game is going to land in that spe- spectrum and people are describing Halo Infinite's campaign as good... It's not revolutionary. It's not mind-blowing. It's not it's not taking the industry anywhere, okay? It's not doing that. A good game getting 9s and 10s, I just think is confusing. It's odd. It's odd in the realm of other games. Stop thinking about Halo for a second and think about all the other games that get described as it's good. It's not great. It's it's not revolutionary. It's not changing anything. It's good. Bam. And it gets hit with a seven and a half to an eight and a half score. But to being like, oh yeah, it's, it's a good game. Halo Infinite Campaign's a good game. 10 out of 10. Huh? That's a, There's a dissonance there. That doesn't make any sense. That, that, that doesn't add up to me. I think we are seeing, especially considering the fact that you can literally go, you can literally go and you can read the Metacritic reviews, right? You can go and read them. All right. You can go and read them and it's, those people aren't being paid not, necessi- not necessarily right I don't think the Metacritic people are being paid I think it's nostalgia I think some of the Metacritic folks well actually no I take that back I think there's two things at play here the people on Metacritic did get early access to the game and they want to stay in the good graces of daddy halo so there's two things in in play here right nostalgia right and the relationship with the big title. I, I think it's twice. I, I, I think there's two elements to this. I think there's two things that are active going on. What do I think needs polishing ghosts? Just curious. I think some of the uh, the mechanics with respect to... He turns into, like, Sherlock Holmes or Batman, and he's, like, the ones where you have to, like, go up and, like like, hit the button to look at the item i think those are designed very poorly sometimes you can't even find the thing you're supposed to look at i don't think they're enjoyable i don't even think they're designed that particularly well i whenever you go to like plan an attack and you got to like look and hit x and then look and hit x and look and hit x i also think that could have been designed a little bit better they're very minor gripes i mean again it drops it from like a 10 out of 10 to me to like a nine or a nine and a half right Windows Central is getting paid. Right, like that's the thing. Like you, you see Window what was the what was the Windows Central score? Were they the one? Windows Central, I mean they give it a five out of five. So here's the thing. Then what's a ten out of ten game? It's so hard to get ten out of ten in my mind. Okay, I love Hellblade. I love it. It's a spiritual experience for me to play Hellblade. It is an important game to me. I think it is a beautiful, near-perfect work of art, okay? It is a tour de force of creativity, ingenuity, intelligence, and beauty. There is so much going on in Hellblade, and even I have issues and criticisms with some of the parts of Hellblade, which would prevent me from giving it a perfect score, right? The running from the fire monster, I think, is a terrible section that leads to frustration and confusion, and it's not like well, that's not that's not a thing, right? Also, I think the one area where you can't really see and it's all fuzzy, I just don't think it plays very well. Now, that's subjective to me, which is I'm the one giving it the score. I think those areas are rough and not that great. I think they're too much of a departure from where you are at the game at that point. Now, the boss you fight in the dark is another one where a lot of people don't like that fight. They don't think that fight's executed that well. I actually don't mind the fight in the dark, but I do see their point. Like, there's elements of the fights that are annoying, okay? And so that's why I just, I can't give I can't give Hellblade a perfect score. Halo Infinite Campaign getting perfect scores when people are saying, it's good, not great, that doesn't make sense to me. How does that stack up in your mind? Stop being a Halo fan for a second and really question it. It's just odd. Some of our favorite games are likely not 10 out of 10 games. We love them all the same. That's why number scores are inherently flawed. Okay, here's an article from IGN. Every modern game, IGN has given a 10 out of 10, right? They've given Microsoft Flight Simulator a 10 out of 10, Last of Us 2, Person of 5 Royale, Half-Life Alex, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War, Celeste, Super Mario Odyssey, Undertale, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Okay, I have enough to go on here, okay? So I'm supposed to believe the size and the scope and the beauty of Breath of the Wild or God of War I'm supposed to believe that the Halo Infinite campaign lacking base level features being described as good, not great is equal to Breath of the Wild and God of War that I'm supposed you're, you're giving these games the same score. One is launching with missing features and it's been described as good, not great. It's been described as repetitive. It's been described as safe i don't that that doesn't that makes absolutely zero sense to me vg247 literally said it's not perfect but then they gave it a 10 out of 10 right if they would have said it's not perfect and gave it an 8 or a 9 i'd be like oh okay that makes sense why is it lacking baseline features if it's a brand new game on a new engine because it's the continuation of the franchise can you imagine if Red Dead Redemption 2 launched and just there was no horse riding? People would be like, I don't understand. They'd be like, well, it's a new engine and it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to build horse riding in the game. Like, what? What do you mean that was in the last game? How do, you rem- how do you actually evolve a game and have it devolve? How do you have progress when there's present and clear regress? Do you see what I'm saying? Listen, this is why I think the the, the, the the continuation of a franchise should have to do significantly more in the game awards. I've said this, I'm being consistent, new IPs should get better treatment when they're being reviewed or nominated for game of the year. I've said this. Why? Because they have to do a whole lot more to earn trust, praise, and loyalty an established franchise has to work harder in my mind, and you are justifying a regressive devolution launch of Halo acting like, oh, this is totally fine, though. They built built a new engine. That has nothing to do with the discussion. In the grand scheme of things, if I'm judging the game based on its merits, as I believe all these people have, I'm not hearing descriptions of a revolutionary, groundbreaking, great step forward for the Halo franchise 10 out of 10 100 out of 100 it's not regressive it's new if any other game did this you wouldn't say that Newtonian with a $2 tip Xbox apologists are capping off Microsoft for no games I, I don't understand your statement is it a devolution so let me ask you something when Destiny 2 launched without random roles and everybody complained, why did we complain about that? When Iron Banner didn't have the quality of life improvements that existed in Rise of Iron, why did we complain about that? Because it was a step backward. It was a removal of quality. It was a removal of a feature that was beloved. And you're going to sit here and tell me with a straight face that the lack of co-op And the lack of the ability to replay missions is not a devolution. You're insane if you think that's a devolution. You're removing pieces. Those are things. And it got fixed. Right. And I am talking about the game at that point, Fliz. At that point in time, nobody would have described Destiny 2 as good or well. It's new. No, it was described in the appropriate way: regressive, devolution, a step backward. This isn't. This doesn't. Re- this isn't even retaining the base level quality of the previous game when it hit end of life. What on earth are you doing? And everybody was right to say that just like you're totally in your right to look at Halo Infinite right now and really question how's it getting perfect scores when it's missing base level franchise standard industry standard features you just i don't under, you know what i'm saying that's my issue i don't listen i'm not saying the game's bad i went and listened to the reviews and read the reviews i'm like good for you you guys did the seemingly impossible you were an embarrassment last year you got delayed a year okay you got delayed a year and you've done it you've launched a game that people are saying is good and worth playing they're like no it's good it's worth playing it's not amazing it's not revolutionary but it's good and worth playing that is a feather in the cap of 343 but none of that sounds like tens out of tens and 100 scores to me Reckless gambit with two months. Great stream, not perfect. Ten out of ten. Are you going to play the campaign? Yes, I will. You could look at Battlefield in a bit for the sake of uh, for the sake of uh, light, removing features that everyone loved for no reason. Right, right, Mo. Just because you don't you don't like the features doesn't mean they weren't expectations in the community. No co-op on the release of a AAA game like Halo is comically poor. That's what I'm saying. It's getting fixed later is irrelevant. It's a devolution that got fixed. That's like it went two steps back and then just moved up those two steps. That's exactly right. Takashi says innovation is a change people like. Flop is a change people don't like. No excuses for no co-op in Halo 5. Didn't learn from Halo 5. Right. Go back in time when I actually covered this. Halo 5 not having co-op. Or it was couch co-op. And they explained, it like, at a graphical level, it just wasn't possible. Now, that's that's a mixture of, like... that That's a mixture of trying to take a game forward and having to sacrifice something in order to take it forward. They wanted the graphics to be significantly of a higher fidelity and so that had to be sacrificed okay some of that's the limitations in the power of those old consoles back then i think that's a little bit different than okay you heard that people were upset about no couch co-op and they're like i'll do you one better there's no co-op at launch at all you know what i mean destiny 2 got tens out of tens also did it really who gave it a 10 out of 10 I remember the first week being really good for Destiny 2 and it got a lot of praise and then everything kind of fell off everything kind of fell off the wheels in the weeks that followed I don't know that the game is a 10 but the reviews are opinion so if it's getting 10s it's their opinion no 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 no, Scott I think you're misunderstanding I readily understand that when I interact with a, a Halo Infinite campaign review I understand that I'm interacting with somebody's opinion okay you're You're not understanding the point that I'm making. I read their reviews. I listened to their reviews. Their opinions all, I said this morning, they seem honest. They seem like a genuine representation of the uh, of the uh, of the product. The scores don't seem to be a representation of the language that they used when describing the game. Do you understand the point now? I'm not saying, that their opinion is wrong or they're liars. I'm saying no. I, I read the reviews. I, I watched the, the videos. I, I, I did. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. People are saying it's good. People are describing it as a as an enjoyable game. But the language is not is not indicative of the score. That's where the dissonance is right now for me. A two dollar tip from Brandon. Don't be mad. Halo is a great game. Why hate it? Sad. What are you like a? Are you like a are you trying to build a Donald Trump bot? What was that? Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. I I I'm 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 I even said moments ago, good for them. After what happened last year, the fact that they've launched a game that is being praised and enjoyed, that's an achievement. Okay? That's not an easy thing to do right now. You read the opinion? Did you read the scoring criteria? Well, I'm not gonna go and read every single scoring criteria, Robert, but if you're gonna take the pieces of the game apart, okay, and you're gonna add up a score from those pieces, as many of these reviews went through those pieces, they had issues with the pieces. So how is that turning into the net of a, of a perfect score? It doesn't make any sense. If I busted up a game for you, Robert, and I said, I'm going to talk about the story, the campaign, the graphics, and the replayability. And as I go through the story, you know, the, the, the combat, I'm sorry, the story, the combat, the graphics, and the replayability. And as I go through those four parts, I have criticisms of each part. If I get to the end and I say, perfect score, wouldn't that be confusing? You'd be like, I don't understand. You had criticisms. You said that there were things that weren't right, needed fix, needed polish, were rough around the edges, or unsatisfying, or whatever. How do these four parts add up to a perfect score? It would be like a teacher going over your test and being like, uh, section one, yeah, couple of marks here, two, yeah, three, okay, four, okay, couple of, couple of mistakes here, perfect score! You'd be like, that's, what? That's not indicative of my performance! I hit the tree again. I gotta be careful. Even a nine is suspect. I'm in agreement with you, says Scott. I totally get what you're saying. I'm just saying it's their opinion. Our opinion is allowed to be different. I'm not not taking an issue with that. I'm not taking an issue with that. I'm taking an issue with something that just doesn't make sense. I'm trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. That's what I'm trying to do. It is unsurprising to me let me say it another way it is unsurprising to me that Halo Infinite campaign reviews are getting 9's and 10's it doesn't surprise me why because it's Halo and people and and, and people are nostalgic it wouldn't have surprised me if I read some of these reviews and they were just glowing fanboyism that wouldn't matter to me do you want to know why that's expected that's not a big deal I would be like, "Okay, that's fine. This person clearly loves and worships Papa Halo. They they probably have a Master Chief tattoo. That's fine." I'm seeing honesty. Their their, their 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 emotional, their argumentation, their 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 reaction to the game seems super genuine and honest, but then they're slapping a perfect score on there. That doesn't make you quite you know doesn't cause you pause or question. The industry standard right now is that when you read a review and they can list pros and cons, good and bad, things that are things that did did okay, things that didn't do so hot, you don't I don't think you would ever expect that to result in a perfect score. Do you want to know my theory? Ten isn't perfect. <laughs> okay. So if you get a 10 out of 10 on your test, I'll tell you that it wasn't perfect and that, that would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? This is my theory. The review scores are great for marketing. So people are allowed to be honest. None of these people are being dishonest. They're not being dishonest in their responses. They're saying things that seem genuine. They played the game and they're having a genuine encounter with a game that is that is not perfect, Okay. But the score is so easily used as a marketing mechanic. Slap that score in there. Do we need to go and look at the Battlefield 2042 marketing where they grabbed some of the most ridiculous scores I have ever seen and they use them to like make their game look good even though it has a 2.6 on Metacritic. Do you see what I'm saying? Yo, good morning, DBS Purge. Have you read what the scoring is on these sites? No, Mo, but you have to understand something. That doesn't make any logical sense to have a scoring breakdown. You break down the game. You weigh the pros and the cons. You actually highlight things that could be improved or things that are missing or frustrating, but you don't mark them down for that. You don't mark them off for that. That doesn't make any sense. Christina says, did somebody really say 10 out of 10 isn't perfect? You got to pay more attention in math class, honey. <laughs> That's what I mean. Answer me this. How does a game like this lose points in your mind? Apparently it can't lose points. Lono, well, don't dismiss 10 out of 10 isn't perfect. If you start as at... What a bad game is, you can see that. To us, 5 out of 10 is average. To IGN, 5 out of 10 is bad. That crunches the review scores at the top. Brutal, that's a well-made point. That's a well-made point. However, here's why what you're saying doesn't necessarily apply in this scenario, all right? Virtually all of these people giving these reviews would not be doing this if it were another game. I've never seen any of these review outlets say it's good, not great. It's got areas that are repetitive. It's got things that that are missing. 10 out of 10. I've never seen them do that. If a game launched and was missing features that the community expected, established features for that game's franchise were missing, and there were elements of the game that we're lacking I would never expect one of those people to give it a perfect score that's not how they review that you see they're breaking their own standard they're breaking their own standard I don't trust the scores. I'm sure it'll be enjoyable Game Pass coming in clutch this year. Yeah, I have... I'm not sitting here trying to sway you and and tell you that the game is bad. I bet you I'm going to play it and be like, this is a hot game. This has potential. From what I saw in the review footage that they were allowed to release, the whole time I was thinking in my mind, this game's got potential. It's got potential. I didn't see anything that was 10 out of 10. I saw... I saw graphics that haven't been pushed far enough and I saw combat that seems like it stepped up a notch but I didn't see anything that was 10 out of 10 masterpiece perfection I didn't so I'm like that's the issue I'm taking with it 95 rounds up yeah right 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 so I read people that I felt like they were being honest. I don't think these guys were writing reviews. They're like, "Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's just nothing. It's got zero flaws. There's just nothing wrong with it." No, I felt like they were genuinely interacting with the, with the with the genuine article. You still trust Halo reviews? Yeah, let's look at the Halo Five Metacritic divide. You ready for this? You ready for this? Halo Five. Y'all remember Halo 5, right? It was rough, wasn't it? Metacritic reviewers that are allowed to submit their reviews early most of the time and they're like, they're the, they're the meta score, okay? 84. The user score is a 6.4. You have to question why that divide exists. People weren't, people weren't review bombing that. A lot of Pierce did a video a while ago after getting hate for giving 10 out of 10 but the game she reviewed had issues and she explained the parameters they are instructed to work with. Forgot the, deti- forget the details. 80% on any part of Halo Infinite tops. 10 out of 10, my bank account loved the game, not perfect, uh, but would still recommend. Lono says Brutal, you think, and I agree, that the numbered score reflects the dialogue in the review. Yes, I do think that. It has appeared to me lately that scores are not that. They are recommendation scores and dev points. I think you you may be on to something brutal and that's why I sense a dissonance. I, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me to have a review that has criticisms, talks about missing features or, or, or things that you know aren't aren't good, and then you're gonna give it a perfect score, right? You're gonna give it a perfect score that a score of 85 to a 73 yeah but that divide on returnal is significantly is significantly smaller and you also have to consider how many of the reviews on returnal are written by people that didn't know they were buying a rogue there's a giant difference between people giving Halo Five a bad score because they're a fan of the franchise and they feel like it failed to deliver a good new Halo. There's a giant difference between that and people downvoting Returnal because they were ignorant as to what they were buying. There are tons of reviews of Returnal that I read that was like they were literally angry at the fact that they had to start all the way over. That review that they can't. How, how do you how do you trust that review? People were, people were hungry for a game because there wasn't much coming out. PlayStation didn't have a lot of titles, and they gave that game a low score because the first time they died, they were devastated. They were like, I don't understand. Why am I back at the beginning? That's not the same as the Halo community saying Halo 5 was bad there's a giant difference there one is is far more fair and trustworthy because you have an established franchise that 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 didn't deliver what the what the audience wanted you're ignorant when you don't like a game no you're ignorant when you respond to something as if that's what i said paul that's not what i said have the intellectual honesty to engage with what i'm saying or don't bother typing I said they were ignorant to what they were buying. I read reviews of people that did not understand why they went back to the beginning of Returnal. Did you hear that and comprehend that? Or do you just shut your ears off when you don't like what's being said? Because it'll make it more difficult to engage with. I made it crystal clear that I was not saying they're ignorant because they don't like a game. I know Straw Man's easy if you're engaging with a child, but that's not who you're talking to. I made it very clear. I wasn't dismissing negative reviews of Returnal as ignorant. I was saying there were many reviews of Returnal that were based on ignorance. They bought the game and didn't understand what they were buying. Try to keep up. IGN's review is a 9, so I don't know what you're saying. uh, They they didn't give it a 10. No, they didn't give it a 10. There are others that have given it a 10. I don't think people understand the issue that I'm taking. I'm not saying that 9s and 10s shouldn't be given. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the 9s and the 10s that I'm seeing... They don't line up with the reviews that I'm reading. Rage, income, rage incoming. Somebody move the Christmas tree. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, don't you do that to me. Not at 9 o'clock in the morning. Don't, don't misrepresent my position. That sets me off real fast. I've been misrepresented by the public enough that it, I don't need my community members doing that. When online shopping, I never trust the star scores. I always look through the written reviews. It's easier to spot clueless people or fakes. See, I wonder if what Takashi just said and what Brutal Gear just said is why this is happening, right? So I buy, um, let's say, I buy uh, a toaster from Amazon, and I'm like, it's great, it's good, it's got good settings on it. Uh, one of the switches, one of the switches on it, is a little loose. so You got to be careful with it. Okay, so I've just, con- I've just conceded and confirmed to you that it's not perfect it's not a perfect toaster but i give it a five out of five why well i'm saying oh it's a good toaster it's great like buy it i'm saying to i'm recommending it even though it's got something about it that i don't like so i'm wondering if that approach to reviews is coming over into gaming and then having the same effect somebody's saying look halo infinite campaign my review okay goods got some bads got some repetitions got some things that are lacking things that I really didn't you know was hoping would be there overall I had a good time 5 out of 5 check it out go 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 get it go buy it That's what I think is happening I in in brutal gear touched on this like it's more of a recommendation the reason that I take issue okay The reason I take issue with that methodology of scoring that's not what these scores are viewed as. That's a thumbs up, th- thumbs down. That's just dichotomous. Just give it a thumbs up and a thumbs down then. You know what I mean? I, it, it. If you're going to have 10 points, what's the point in having the points if a 10 out of 10 just means I'm recommending it? Well, then just do that. Just recommend it. You can get this great toaster, however the power cord's not included. Five out of five. That, I think, is the bigger issue with Halo Infinite. How can you acknowledge just blatant missing features that you would come to expect in the game and be like, yeah, it's still a 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? That's why I'm concerned about this. If you boot up a game not knowing its genre, you should not be able to dislike the game. I know it's subjective. Paul... If I buy a rogue and I criticize the game for sending me back to the beginning when I die, that review is ignorant. I know that's like not safe space language or something, but like it's an ignorant review. It would be like buying a single player game and leaving a review and being like, where's the multiplayer? This game sucks. You, that's ignorant. That review isn't based on the product. It's not based on how it's built. You know? I can't believe these popsicles are cold. This is ridiculous. You bought popsicles, you idiot! Like, come on! It shows how subjective reviewing is. Well, sure, it shows how subjective reviewing is, but if you think the disparity between the Metacritic scores on Returnal and the Metacritic scores on Halo 5, you think those are one and the same, you are your bias is showing come on the reason the reason that halo 5 has a giant disparity between the 84 that the reviewers gave it and the 6.3 that the community did is because it was the continue i heard like a what was that it was the continuation of a franchise Ignorance is lack of knowledge and information. The word ignorant is an adjective that describes a person in the state of being unaware or even cognitive dissonance and other cognitive relation. Yeah, it's not I'm not using it as a pejorative. I like my popsicles hot. I call it purple soup. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's like reviewing a product and giving it two stars because the box was messed up on arrival. Right, you're not reviewing the product, you're reviewing the shipping process. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, people confuse ignorance with stupidity. There's nothing wrong with being ignorant. Right. And, and I think, unfairly to Returnal, right? We're, 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 Returnal was unfortunately launched at a time where it was sort of set up to get bashed by people. If there had been a a, a smattering of games out at that time and people were being a little bit more choosy with their purchases, they would have gone to Returnal, they would have watched and read reviews and been like, this doesn't sound like my kind of a game. A rogue? I don't like rogues. Derek says, we're talking about a fan base that unironically says things like my girl Cortana and find Master Chief an interesting character. 10 out of 10 expected. hot popsicles (laughs) hot popsicles hot popsicles they're like hot popsicles what's that well it's basically warm (sighs) kool-aid if I buy a car and it's missing the airbags can I give the car a 5 out of 5 safety rating but you would have known that the car didn't have airbags and that's on you. No, 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 no. Paul, you're not interacting with what Murph Dog asked. Hang on a second. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. He said, if it's missing airbags, can I give it a 5 out of 5 safety rating? If you're rating the car on the merits of established industry standard car safety, the absence of airbags would be a reason to lower its score with respect to safety rating. He's not saying he's reviewing the car on how it looks, drives, handles, feels, or if it makes him feel good about himself, and he's going to self-narrate his life like Matthew McConaughey. That's not what he said. He said, can I give it a 5 out of 5 safety rating if it's missing airbags? That is an excellent analogy, and here is why. Within the industry right now, and the established franchise of Halo, and the industry standards of gaming, it is really difficult to look at a game missing features that it has had up to now, and somebody being like, 10 out of 10, baby. What? It's missing features it's battle pass is an embarrassment. Now, this is where it gets really, really tricky. Okay, really tricky. These people are reviewing the Halo Infinite campaign and the Halo multiplayer debacle is not included in a lot of these reviews. Do you see the sleight of hand going on? This is Halo. So, this is what's going to happen. Mark my words. Halo Infinite's marketing, and it's already happening. Go to Metacritic. Go to it. It's... it's, it's where, Where's the picture? Where's the picture? It's up here. Yeah. Halo Infinite on the Xbox right now has a Metacritic score of 86. and 86! And do you know what all those reviews are based off? The campaign. Now that... Is what I call sleight of hand disingenuous review scoring. That is not the game as it as it, in its entirety. It isn't. Halo in its entirety is the campaign and the multiplayer. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. And and now we're gonna see, now we're gonna see reviews blazoned on the marketing and trotted out and shown off to the public. Yeah, look at Halo Infinite. It's getting tens out of tens and fives out of fives. Sure it is, because you, you're only trotting out the review scores on the campaign. This is an ongoing game. This is Halo. T- to-, to quote up, like, Halo 3's launch was a cultural event because of the multiplayer aspect. I don't... Th- th- this is... This, to me, I'm telling you, I, th- there is something off with all of this it makes it makes my spidey sense tingle multiplayer is free to play it's still a part of halo infinite though that doesn't so call of duty warzone is free that doesn't mean it can't be reviewed as it exists right is vanguard's multiplayer free i don't think it is like just because it's free doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't have re- it, it, It's 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 a product. Are we really going to do that? Are we really going to say that Halo Infinite exists in two realities? It's multiplayer and it's campaign. No, everyone's going to see Halo Infinite. Ten out of ten. The multiplayer is great. What are you saying? The battle pass doesn't affect the gameplay right now. Hand sitting. If you spend even a modicum amount of time reading the community's feedback on the multiplayer, I don't think it could be described as great and without flaw. I don't think you can. There are a a variety of technical problems that are cropping up in the multiplayer, and you can't pick Slayer from the playlist, and it doesn't have SWAT. Are you gentler on a review of a $10 toaster... Versus a review of a one thousand dollar toaster, sure, sure that has an effect as well. So what? Because of the, are you saying the entrance price on this is affecting review scores, Zubair? It's free, so it can be crappier without the crappy account without the crappiness counting. That's right. I that's what I mean. Like I, th- this to me is bizarre. This is, this is a new animal. In a, in a way, it's a genius split, says Brutal. Halo Infinite does exist in two realities now, one paid, one free. It's no longer a single package, but the brilliance is a lot of people don't see the split yet. Just skip over everything? What did you say, Greenside? I'm not skipping over everything. It's not on the physical disc, so the reviews don't cover it. Well, that's what I'm saying. No one thinks that this is a little... You don't think this is slightly... I don't know. This is a new era. This is a new era for Halo. Halo is launching split right down the middle. Split right down the middle. And all of the reviews are being trotted out as Halo Infinite is getting 10s out of 10s and 5s out of 5s, and the multiplayer problems criticisms and the fire on Reddit well that, that that's not getting on to the center stage that's you know what I'm saying give me give me one second sorry, I thought I heard something okay sorry, I voted yes because I trust reviews I watched who gave it high scores recommendations, ACG, Halo, Canon and they gave it high marks okay, okay I mean I went and read the reviews and I I listened to some I did it on purpose I was like I, I I want to hear what people are saying I go to Walmart and buy the Halo Infinite physically Halo Infinite multiplayer isn't on the disc w- right and I, okay that's not that's that's a fair point greenside that's a fair point for people that want to be informed about the quality of Halo Infinite and potentially making a purchase that is true they only really need to know about the campaign you're not wrong with, that, that's not wrong I, I I don't have an issue with that it does feel misleading though as for the multiplayer being free, if somebody gave you a free meal and it sucked, you could still tell people that you wouldn't recommend eating that person's free food, right? We've resolved this argument, but woof, it was spicy. Yeah, I wasn't able to keep up. I wasn't able to keep up in there. Ah. Uh, where it, there is no specific Oh, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what you respond to. <clears throat> They're not different games, but that's how they're being categorized. That's the that's the thing. The campaign isn't even on the disc either. Well, okay, Apollyon, you know what you know what we're saying. Don't get stuck on the technicalities. What we're establishing is that if you are going to spend money, okay, to play Halo, you only have to buy the campaign or Game Pass. The multiplayer, you don't need necessarily to have like that included in the metacritic review because you don't have to spend any money you can just go download it you don't need game pass it's free in steam it's free on the xbox so i understand the point that people are making they're like lono no. The, the only actual purchase you can make is the halo infinite campaign and therefore that's what the reviews are being based off of i i i 100 percent get that i do I do I, I don't think that's I don't think that that's like unfair I think that's a fair push of like well yeah if if you're questioning whether or not you should spend money on Game Pass or buying it just on its own these reviews will help you do that you know what I'm saying I would imagine most people who play Halo are interested in the multi when they look at the review scores they would assume it's the score of the entire game that's the point I was driving at John always at a technical level, what what is happening isn't necessarily wrong. However, the public viewing these review scores isn't thinking at that level of nuance. They're not. They're absolutely not. If you saw review scores, like, let's just say, as a thought experiment, Let's say Call of Duty Vanguard made their multiplayer 100% free, but you had to buy to play the campaign. So let's just say they structured it the exact same way as Halo Infinite. If Vanguard was getting 8s and 9s out of 10s, but the multiplayer had all these criticisms and the battle pass was under fire and there was missing things and modes and the community was expressing that discontentment to the level that they had to shut down the Reddit for 24 hours, okay, and you saw those Call of Duty Vanguard scores at 8s and 9s and 10s, wouldn't you question that and be like, now wait a minute. The Call of Duty Vanguard as a whole package is not an 8 or a 9 or a 10. It's got, it's got things that the, 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 the developers themselves are admitting need to be worked on and improved. If the developer walks out and says, yep, we need to work on and improve these things. We really do. We appreciate your feedback. How can you turn around and be like, "Yeah, nine out of ten game, ten out of ten game"? It's got it's got problems. It's it's got uh, you know it's got issues. It's got a lot of room for improvement. It's got base level features missing. You would really wonder what in the world's going on. How is Call of Duty Vanguard getting nines and nines out of tens? Not, how is it getting 9s and 10s? The multiplayer has all kind of issues and problems. Let's compare it to Battlefield 2042. If you had to pay for its campaign separately... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... Infinite must be really fun, like everyone's saying. I think people need to come down out of the cloud of, of opinion op- opinion clashing... And come down out of that cloud and get on the ground with me. I'm talking about the uniqueness of this situation. I'm not up here expressing my opinion about the game or trying to sway your opinion about the game. Come down out of that cloud. Because you're feeling threatened by the tone of my voice or my passion and thinking that, like, I want people to hate on the game or not enjoy. That's not what I'm doing. Your, your opinion and your your feelings are not under threat here, all right? Come down out of that cloud and get on the ground with me. The uniqueness of this situation, in to me, is operating at so many levels. Number one, I'm reading and consuming reviews that are establishing that it is a good but not great game it's worthy of checking out, and it's getting perfect scores. That, to me, is odd. That's anomalous in the industry. That's not normal. Typically, when I read reviews, like the ones I read last night and listened to last night, I see sevens and eights, maybe a few nines. Okay? Okay? The other area where this is strange and anomalous, they have split the game in two, so all of their review scores are high marks, even even though it's missing it's missing features, and it has nothing to do with the multiplayer. Nothing to do with the multiplayer at all. It's normal. It's not normal, Robert. When I read scores of 9s and 10s reviews, they're glowing glowing like this game is amazing it's monumental it's it's industry shaking games like god of war and breath of the wild just glowing reviews and they will have a few of those minor criticisms which is typically why it drops down from a 10 to a 9 i didn't i've not read a single review that i'm like and and concluded, yeah, this person is just glowing and just, oh, so much praise. No, the scores are being used as a marketing mechanic, which is related to the second thing, the second element that is anomalous here. We have a game that's been split in half, so all the reviews and everything the public's gonna see with respect to, like, what are the review outlets saying about the game? Nines and tens, which is not a representation of what people think about the multiplayer. Lona was talking about the review, the, the score review tone not matching the dialogue review tone, not whether the number score is accurate to the game. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yes, that's it. I've never done this. I've never gone and read a review. Cause when I see a 9 or a 10, you better believe I'm gonna go read that review. What the heck? Why is this game getting so much praise? And the reviews are just glowing. Oh, it's amazing. I'm I'm not seeing that with Halo. I'm seeing good reviews. They seem accurate. And then I see a score that's not, that's not indicative of what I've read. This is Spicy Bear, but not Dangerous Cranky Bear. Your mamas are safe from insult for now. <laughs> okay, Parkour says Halo is building out something more like Warzone versus the yearly Call of Duty games so reviewing them separately is fine in my opinion the biggest thing for me is someone giving it a 10 out of 10 while missing co-op th- th- there are so many reasons to not give it a 9 or a 10 uh, missing features actual criticisms of the game and the missions like performance issues you know Yang pointed out some of the performance issues on PC uh, you, don't, you don't demolish a game for that but it has to be notated you know I saw a cutscene hitting 40 frames on in Young's review. A cutscene? The frick? What are you doing? How did that happen? How do you not have a cutscene optimized? You know? Again, I'm not going to bash a game for that, but that's certainly something that you would think would like, okay, notate that, and that should lower the score a, a, a little bit. A teensy, a teensy bit. You add up a couple of teensies, and you know, it, you know it, <laughs> I don't know. I hundred percent agree about the marketing plan you're discussing. No co-op until March potentially. Oh, I, yeah, it's yeah. D- okay, so let let me let me give you let me give you a zoom out analysis here on the community and the community's relationship with 343 and Halo and why all of this is concerning to me because i think a lot of people might not really understand like why i'm why i'm ringing the fire alarm bell like this is all bad okay there's an unfolding narrative here that i think is 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 fraught with with danger and potential pitfalls because the game's not even officially out yet okay so the the narrative that i see unfolding is one of the community feeling as though 343 isn't building a game for them or even really knows what game they want to build and it's turning into a us versus them dialogue this obviously was made worse when people highlighted significant issues with the battle pass, keep in mind this is a growing sense of distrust If you go all the way back to my commentary about the threat detector needing to be switched to traditional Halo radar, that was the beginning of what I would consider to be a distrust in the community about this game and 343's management of this game, okay? So, track with me here. There's a lot of pieces to this and I'm gonna try and make an overarching case so I won't interact with chat for just a moment. You have the threat detector switched to traditional radar. That's kind of like a, man, you guys should have known this, but okay, you're willing to act fast. I'm going to give you credit, but I said in my video, this this is a little concerning that they would miss the mark on this. Then the information comes out that the battle pass is going to progress purely based on challenges, and they receive negative feedback about that philosophy because other games have tried this. I immediately notated when I covered it that Titanfall tried something similar with their prestige system, and it caused what? Gameplay breakdown. People ignore the objective, and they ignore which, because they're working on a challenge. I mention this because that was a major criticism of the Titanfall system. So now the distrust is a little bit higher. Why would you have us progressing on the battle pass so slow? They make assurances that you'll move along just fine in the battle pass. Then they reveal that the first season will last for six Months, which causes a little bit of questioning concern about the longevity, and that seems very long. You're going to be stretched very, very thin. How you know how much are we going to you know conceivably do in the multiplayer for a six month period? So the distrust continues. Then we find out. During uh, the sort of the press and the announcements that the game is going to launch without co-op and without Forge. Again, this is all stacking up, stack, 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 stack. The distrust is mounting. Like, what game are you building? You, you, you have to see laden underneath all of this, baked into all of this, is a sense of concern and a lack of confidence after their embarrassing display last year. Okay. They have their embarrassing display, and everybody is looking at this situation and thinking like, so so you're also, after delaying the game for a year, it's launching without two of the most fundamental Halo features within its life cycle. Co-op and Forge. Really? It's not couch co-op. Like, co-op is gone. Then we find out that in the multiplayer, you will not be able to select Slayer, as a hopper, as, as an actual playlist, and SWAT is not in the game. The distrust builds. You look at the battle pass, the battle pass progression. It's absurd within the first 24 hours, they are having to try to meet the community in the middle and make adjustments to the battle pass. So the theme of 343 misfiring on Halo Infinite is just continuing like what you guys didn't know that this wasn't gonna be enjoyable. Did you run any simulations? Why on earth would you have it progressing this slowly? The changes that they make aren't even good enough. They're gonna give you 50 XP for every match it's a total bunt that doesn't even get anybody on base so then they update again the battle pass progression in a way that i criticize because it doesn't meet players where they are they want you to log in every day and play five to six games and then that's the end of your optimized progression on the battle pass you're better off not playing for long periods of time and i took issue with that and said listen This doesn't land on people who live very, very busy lives, and they might have to allot all of their gameplay sessions to Friday and Saturday, and the minute they get past game five, they're having a depreciating returns of XP. This is not a good system. So the distrust continues. Then people start to analyze the store. They look at the Halo Infinite store and they say, why on earth is it structured in this way? You're selling armor coatings that only work on one armor core. why would you do this this is confusing this is fragmented this seems like you're trying to nickel and dime the community the distrust continues then the distrust and the frustrations and the fever mounts and hits the ceiling because people see the things are removed from the battle pass and then have been put in the store and the and the anger and the ire hits a hot level and a cm decides to respond on reddit and his response is a little smarmy, a little, a little cutting. It's, it's. I wouldn't say it was, a, it was tactful, and negativity, the to toxicity levels hit such a high level that they shut the Reddit down for 24 hours. You have laid the foundation for a game where your community doesn't trust you and they don't think you know what you're doing. So all of this makes me very concerned when I see reviews of 9s and 10s that are not representative of the entire game, they're not even representative of the reviews that they're attached to, and they don't touch the multiplayer. This is why I'm concerned. If this game's going to last 10 years, Everything I just outlined, your review scores are going to ing- re that ire and that fury from the community at the fact that that is not accurate. This is a, this is a joke. You paid for those reviews. You know what's going to happen? Write it down. Metacritic review bombs and Steam review bombs. They are coming. Why? Because people don't trust them at this moment, and they're the reason for that. It's not the community's toxicity. It's not the community being nasty. No, they have laid this groundwork. They have laid this groundwork. And the distrust is one of the reasons why these review scores aren't going to fix anything. They're going to make it worse. It's gas on a burning fire. This is why I'm concerned. This is why it doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like a PR stunt to have these scores be so abnormally high in relation to reviews that don't seem to be having that high language, missing features, and a multiplayer that is shaky at best. That's my best attempt to summarize everything that's going on. That's my that's my best attempt to summarize everything that's been going on. It all stems back from the embarrassing display and you you trace you trace that trajectory and that arc to today and we will we will undeniably see an us versus them narrative continue. It'll continue. And it's unfortunate because I think the game at its core has good things in it. Right? Uh Okay, you're clipping Oh okay, okay, okay. Literally clip and uh, clip that whole segment and post it. Uh, I can see it as a short already. Unfortunately, it's probably too long for a short, but we could probably do that as like a four minute. That was really good. I was I tried to stay very, very much on. I tried to stay very, very much on. That that's like that, that's a video that the community might really really enjoy. Um, so we're at we're at what, one sixteen? I need a pencil, and I don't have one. I'm just going to use the marker. All right, Halo Rant 116, what's the date? 12, 7, okay. Most reviews also mention 343 don't know how to write characters. They never move beyond good guy, uh, good, bad guy, bad. Yeah, but 10 out of 10. But 10 out of 10. That was a fire and brimstone lashing. I love that take. 1 out of 10. You guys have to see, like, nothing I just said is me hating on the game. I I want you... Listen, you have to understand, I want you guys to have a good game. You understand that Halo's important in the gaming industry, right? Halo's important. Before this game came out, before we got to this date what did I say this could be the resurgence of the arena Halo Infinite could be huge there could be a massive resurgence of a Halo esports scene and why I want that for you I want that for me it makes life more interesting when there's good things to interact with you know I, I, I want to I bring back split screen and shoutcast you guys playing that's not going to happen if in a month everyone's grumpy about the game what do you mean you people I hate Halo, but I want it to be good because what it means for competition. Yeah, co-op's coming later, Russell. Yes. New Rageless marker. Great for timestamps and beard holes. That's right. <laughs> I know you're in a groove, but I think you got some mayo on your face. Clean yourself up. <laughs> I know. Should we do another marker? Should we put, Should we fill that in? I forgot to trim it this morning. I forgot to trim it this morning. Hang on. Creature says he's clickbaiting people today with the thumbnail. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I am. Uh, I know I'm. I'm probably stepping a little bit into the lion's den, but I will have a video later today on SNTR presents. Ben Shapiro sat down with Russell Brand, and he explained why he deleted Twitter off of his phone. And I found his insight to be actually pretty good and uh, I know people like Ben Shapiro bleh! I'm like I'm not interested in drawing lines and being like I'm not going to interact with or watch people that I don't agree with it'd be a pretty boring life you're probably going to see tons of people on my channel that I don't agree with and that you don't agree with so um so don't don't don't, don't feel like you have to bum rush the comments because I don't even consume the man's content <laughs> I don't consume his content I found his comment in a Russell Brand interview to be to be good. What's going on? When's Infinite releasing? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I deleted Twitter off my phone a year ago. It's been a good year. I hope you guys enjoy the video. I hope you enjoy me leaning into those subjects. I have an Oxford University book about, um, are, are, are like, are science and religion compatible? And I'm thinking of even delving into some of those subjects. More generically and more generally, not getting into my own beliefs, but... I have an idea of what I want to do with that particular Oxford book, but then there's some other things as well, so hopefully um, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it. It's awesome entertainment, though. Sure it is. So, And when I cover something like that, I don't expect people to be like, I like that person, or I don't like that person. That's not why I'm covering or interacting with those people, so... that's not why Uh, I'm used to watching your videos with a person I disagree with there you go (laughs) uh uh, I'm here, even though I don't agree with you. You know, video games, politics doesn't matter to me with your content. Well, and we put all that on another t- on another channel, so that's not even here. This is SNTR Gaming. SNTR presents is getting into the cultural and the and the commentary on the world and things happening. Right, so. Isn't Shapiro regular chatter here? There was somebody with his name, yes. There was somebody with the name Ben Shapiro who hung out here, but it wasn't him. (laughs) The man's far too busy to watch my stream. I guarantee you that. Um, How are you, Atwood? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Listen, if you guys have enjoyed this morning and you've you've enjoyed the debate and the fire and the back and forth, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. Um, we've we've miraculously not really had any new subs today, which is interesting. I really thought we would be pulling those Halo homies in today. Um, they may be avoiding spoilers, so they may see Halo Infinite campaign review roundup and they don't want any spoilers. So it is possible we have inadvertently stiff armed some of the Halo fan base because they uh, they don't they don't want that. So. That's possible, But if you're new, we'd love to meet you. We met a lot of great new people yesterday who who it was their first time uh, tuning in, and uh, we appreciate that. I forgot to shout this out. Oh my gosh, this is a long time ago. I was in the mi- middle of, of a rant, probably. Newtonian, I hope... Oh, you're still here. I'm sorry. Missed my super chat. I am super, super sorry. Xbox Series X and S launch with no games and so far only Forza. Uh for first party. Microsoft needs their flagship game to be a masterpiece, Media Darlings. Right. Right. That's a good insight into why this game needs to be highly praised. Um, uh, you're speaking the truth about their baby and they lost interest? I don't know. There were people that stuck in, stuck with us yesterday even though I was being harsh and they were really, you know, I think enjoying the debate and the livelihood. I, I You know, livelihood, liveliness. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it just, again when I did my research yesterday I did notice that a lot of the reviews were putting uh, no spoilers in the title so it's possible that as soon as the Halo community sees a video that's got review in the subject they're going to avoid it because they just they don't want those spoilers. Um, Halo's not an exclusive anymore nor is the Xbox brand though. True but I do think, I do think in the realm of wanting flagship titles it, it does help their Xbox I mean how could it not? I mean it's It's on Game Pass, and Halo is sort of, you know, synonymous with Xbox for some people. You know what I mean? I tried sticking through you crapping on Halo, but I just can't do it anymore. You know the rest. (laughs) But does Microsoft need it to be a masterpiece? I see the Xbox as a PC alternative more than a home console. That has certainly changed, Aaron, but not for everybody. There are large portions of the community out there right now who still think in the realm of console war and loyalty to Xbox and, and their loyalty to Xbox being very much tied to and, and attached to, um, you know, the the, the the Halo franchise, right? There are definitely many of us that don't look at the Xbox like that anymore. And I think to a certain extent, Microsoft doesn't look at the Xbox like that anymore. But that doesn't mean that a ton of the people that own Xboxes don't think like that, you know? Game Pass is their platform. Xbox is hardware, so is PC, but their platform is going forward is Game Pass. That is a correct assessment. I think I said similar things 2 or 3 years ago. I said I don't think Microsoft is interested in selling hardware. I think they want you on their software. They want you in their funnel. I made predictions about you know Mixer and Ninja, and I thought, they're going to use Mixer. The reason that Mixer turned their back on mid-lane streamers and set their sights on Ninja and those bigger guys was because they were going to use Mixer as a marketing funnel to get people on Game Pass. All roads lead to Game Pass, right? And so, I don't think you're wrong, but I do think they still know that people think of Halo and the Xbox as synonymous. It's like, this is one and the same and they want that flagship to be successful. To think that Halo doing a good job and being amazing, to think that that won't affect the PR and the and the, and the public's perception of having an Xbox or getting a new Xbox, to think those two aren't related, I, I don't think that's, a, that's an accurate assessment. I think they still want Halo to be as good as it possibly can because it will affect microsoft's foothold in the market even though in the background they are more concerned about funneling you to game pass that is accurate and true but i don't think that means you can discount halo's influence over the success and the footprint of the xbox console and and all the ones that they're making and and trying to distribute Microsoft does not care about how you play any of their game. Their goal is to create a flow of content that you can access for a monthly fee via Game Pass. Console Warriors don't get how big PC and mobile gaming is. This is correct. This is correct. But it still matters within the market. I think Halo doing a good job and being well-received by the community and and, and, and and by Halo fans and Xbox fans. I think it's important. I think it's very, very relevant to Microsoft's strategy. I think it's very, very relevant to their marketing. Um, so I I, I I would I would I would hazard a guess that they are very, very invested in 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 this game doing doing very well, right? They want it to do well. Um So, that's, that's, it's, it's, there's no doubt in my mind that Microsoft's not like, man, we really need Halo to, to land well for us. It's good for our platform. When I think of Xbox, I see it more of a brand or hardware access point for classic gamers, but with the developing world with no hardware loyalty, Game Pass or Cloud is the revolution. Thinking of Japan, India, Africa. Oh, for sure, for sure, but the Western market is still a big chunk of the Microsoft footprint, so they gotta have a good Halo. They're not garnering the PC audience with this kind of a title. I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. It's a console title at its core, sure. You also don't consider that console players actively don't care how big PC and mobile gaming is, PC being smaller um, than console. Wait, you think that the... Wait, hang on a second, distorted. Are you saying PC being smaller than console within the realm of the Halo community? Or in general, because that's not true. PC gaming absolutely is is larger than the cons- than console gaming, and it's set to absolute di- just continue to create a significant divide. PC gaming absolutely just is a, is a skyscraper, and le- if you're talking about Halo, then you're correct. Halo PC engagement's not as big as uh as as Halo console engagement but globally speaking, PC gaming is the large, well, it might not be the largest. It might be up, is it tied or close to tying mobile? Mobile gaming is absurd. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. It's probably second to mobile, isn't it? PC may overshadow mobile long-term, but I think mobile mobile wins, does it not? Just because there's too, there's just too many phones. Like one household might have one PC, but three mobile phones in it there's more pc gamers in china alone than there are consoles in rotation in the world yeah mobile's got to be number one but pc gaming might catch it i don't know if it could catch it it's probably a quantitative challenge it's probably a quantitative challenge even in a home with multiple pcs you're probably going to have more phones in that in that home than pcs like that alone creates such an impossibility to overtake mobile gaming don't you guys don't have phones mobile gaming is a weird realm in and of itself basically if you play candy crush or scrabble you're a gamer on mobile sure I was talking about halo mobile's ely okay I was gonna say distorted's pretty sharp guy he was talking about halo in the realm of halo yes halo will be outshined by by console two to one I bet two to one we have almost 200 likes on this video and we have almost 500 votes on the poll if you're interested in halo infinite campaign reviews i gave my roundup at the beginning of this video i'm curious if you trust the halo infinite review scores that are coming out that's the poll at the top of the chat about a 60 40 split so more people are leaning towards no i don't trust the review scores remember to hit sub and talk in chat if you'd like to introduce yourself And, uh, we appreciate the support today. There are direct ways to support the channel. And one of those ways is ordering a bag of coffee. And, uh, we haven't sold any coffee yet. So who wants to be the first coffee order? We have a light roast, a dark roast, and a Merry Frickmas blend for our holiday blend. And, uh, they all have balanced acidity, so they're very drinkable. And this ships from us. My wife and kiddos bag it up and ship it to you. So, this is not like you buying from some site and I get a kickback. This is mine. Like we we have it roasted, bagged, labeled, and shipped to us. So we appreciate you guys supporting that element of the business, as well as considering a paid membership. You can click join or use the join command. My uh, my Zeppelin shirts from '80s tees, and we got disc plates in the background. Those are some of our partners as well. That's an easy answer. Uh, I was the VG twenty four seven review that told me everything. Oh, it was the VG 24-7 review that told me everything. It's not perfect, but here's a 10 out of 10. Right. Warzone Mobile uh, rumored for 2022 release following the database leak. Well, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty Mobile. I mean, isn't PUBG Mobile insane as far as uh, player saturation and money generation? So I'm assuming Call of Duty does is set to do the same. i don't trust halo review scores but it's not just halo i don't uh it's most of them oh that's fair robert that's fair sorry lono i don't support child labor (laughs) yeah they they like to color so we they they put little thank you notes and and things like that so we we appreciate you guys supporting that um very very much outside of the west it's a big deal oh yeah yeah call duty mobile and pubg mobile are both just absolute monsters I got in a spat with the writers of VG 24-7 uh, and Windows Central. One asked, do you expect a five-star restaurant to be perfect? D- see, that right there is what we talked about earlier, Crazy Cliff. And here's why. You know what? I think I'm... Let, let's let's actually... Let's go back to this, l- the, this debate with the Halo Infinite review scores. Let's go back here for a second. I think five out of fives are different than tens out of tens and 100s. I think they're different. A 5 out of 5, I can be a little bit more understanding of that. It's in their mind a recommendation, not a an assessment of the game's parts. You know? An assessment of its game's parts. So a 5 out of 5 is not as big of a deal. But the 10s, the 9s, the 10s, the and the 100s to me to me, again, the issue is when I get beneath the score and read the, and read the actual document, it's like, this isn't describing a 9 or a 10. This is describing a 7 or an 8, right? If I'm spending 80 or more on a, spe- a steak, I expect perfection. Well, I guess perfection is a difficult thing to quantify, but I think that's another good way of answering the question. Yeah, if I go to a 5-star steakhouse, I expect perfection. Well, do you expect the weights to have to be perfect? What if they make you wait a little bit or they make a slight mistake? Well, no, I exist in the real world, so sure. But the substance of what I walked away from that place with would be that was a perfect ribeye. There's a spectrum of perfection with respect to food. There's no such thing as a perfect ribeye. That We don't have a measurement scale of food perfection. But in the realm of, like, here is the ceiling of how good a ribeye can be prepared, that it hit that. So, yes, 5 out of 5 Steakhouse is, within that realm, perfection. But again, I think what people are doing is, is they're conflating a review score with a recommendation. I think that's why that guy brought up a 5 out of 5, a 5-star five restaurant. I think that's why he thought that. If you go to a 5-star hotel... You're going to anticipate great service, but you, if if a mistake happens or or something goes wrong, you're not going to be like, I can't believe it. How's this guy? How's this place have five stars? I just, it's a different realm entirely. That's why the analogy breaks down very quickly. And a five star hotel and a five star restaurant isn't necessarily even based on like their Yelp reviews. That's more of a an industry re- review than like a people are giving it good scores on Yelp. 10 out of 10 is the likes of Red Dead Redemption 2, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Last of Us 2. Halo campaign ain't that at all. It's a terrible analogy to begin with because there's a sliding scale of restraint quality and it's commiserate with the pricing. Meanwhile, Infinite's charging full price for half of a game. Right. Reviews are a battle between shills and haters, with some normal people trying to weigh in. It's, uh, actually that's social media in retrospect. <laughs> right. I think there needs to be a standard of a 10 out of 10. Very few games should hold that title. So again, they need to have clear measurement standards laid out. Well, and for me, here's the thing. If somebody were to say... Here on our website, when we give a game a 5 out of 5, that's not indicative of a perfect score, but a game that we feel hits all the right checkboxes. It represents 5 checkboxes. Are the graphics good enough? Yes. Game, uh, combat, story, replayability. If it checks these 5 boxes, then it gets a 5 out of 5. That's fine if that's your scale. But 10s and 100s, I don't think... It's, that's not an established thing in the industry that's not they have clear measurement standards no these do, no, not all these websites do no no and they're all different so what difference does it make if they're all different, Who's going to go and be like, okay, so this guy gave it a 9, this guy gave it a 10. Let me go analyze their measurement standards to fully understand the scope of how this game got a 9 a nine or a 10. And, and they don't do it consistently because, again, how many times are they handing out these 9s and 10s? Some people would say you can review the game accurately. Uh, oh, you can't. Because not all of its parts are here yet, but that is one of the things is being scored on as well. Being enjoyable, well-made, and complete product. Kind of like Angry Joe, 5 out of 10 is average, but people think they're crapping on the game or the movie in question. Right. Why do the reviewers act like giving a game an 8 or a 9 is a terrible thing? It's a solid game. They're just too quick to throw out a 10, especially when they barely dip their toes in the game. Five-star hotels and restaurants are based on overall amenities and the overall services that are at the hotel. Right, so that analogy doesn't even stack up then. It's like, that's not how they got their five-star rating. That's why I like Skillup, who just recommends it or he doesn't. After a while, you learn what his standards are and that it's much more reliable than adding an arbitrary score. I actually really enjoyed Skillup's review. His Halo Infinite campaign review I thought was very good. I really pulled from him this morning because I thought he was a very, very good representation of what everybody was saying. The story is good, not great. The open world is good, not great. There are elements of the game and the missions and the design that's repetitive. You know. 8 out of 10 doesn't land on an infographic which won't generate clicks for the review. That's right. That's right. It's, I, I think that that's fair. I think that's fair. Um you know What's the point of making 10 out of 10 system if 1 to 7 never gets used? Okay, so there was a time where there was a time where I um there was a time where I would post uh on a website where they would people would vote on the shirts, right? They would go uh they would go vote on the shirts. And what they found was, um, what they found was people were using the scale of one to five in a very stupid way. They were basically giving out fives or zeros. So they were using the scale of score in a dichotomous way, right? Um, um, and so, uh, so they had to come up with a way of like really letting people know like you're not giving it a thumbs up or a thumbs down you're giving it a score and so what happened was really good shirts would just get tons of fives mediocre shirts would get tons of zeros so there was no way to find those middle ground shirts that might be worthy of being printed right um and so I, I think I think at a, at a very general at a very general level the the review score system is probably falling into similar traps. Was the, was the combat good? Yeah, okay, give them a five in that section, five out of five. Okay, how was the story? It was good. It was pretty safe. You know, it wasn't revolutionary. Okay, give that a five. So they're thinking in the realm of like it's either a five or a zero. It's dichotomous, and what ends up happening is the reason that I don't like it is if you go and read that guy's review, and you go and you read what he says about the combat, the story, the open world, and all of its different parts, you're like, I don't understand. You're basically saying that these parts aren't perfect, but the score seems to say otherwise. Like I said, if your teacher went through five sections of your test and gave you marks right, Gave you gave you marks and took points off, and then and then gave you a, a ten out of ten, or a one hundred out of one hundred. It wouldn't be representative of how you actually performed on the test. Here's IGN's criteria. Uh, art criticism, whether you're talking about games or movies or TV shows, uh, isn't a science. True game. Where's the? Okay. Uh, Right here is exactly why IGN probably did not give it a 10 out of 10. A 10 in their book is a masterpiece. Simply put, this is our highest recommendation. There's no such thing as a truly perfect game, but those that earn a masterpiece label from IGN come as close as we could reasonably hope for. This includes, examples include God of War, The Last of Us, Breath of the Wild, Grand Theft Auto V, okay? and I respect that criteria, I think that's fine. It's a masterpiece, right? When you see masterpiece, it's like, holy moly. That, that, this is, this is, this is earth shattering. This thing's gonna, I I got to play this game. Now, nine is amazing. We enthusiastically recommend that you add these games to your playlist. If we call a game amazing, that means something about it seriously impressed us. And the examples they give are Resident Evil 2, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, Forza Horizon 4, and Batman Arkham Knight. So to me, this is a step down from Masterpiece. And amazing and enthusiastically recommending doesn't line up with the reviews i've read about halo infinite i don't see it as being enthusiastically recommended it's good it's not perfect it has areas to improve there are parts of it that are repetitive that doesn't sound like an enthusiastic recommendation if i recommend a restaurant and i tell you downtown it's closed unfortunately you come to louisville i used to tell people you want the best pizza in the city downtown in is best pizza in the city That's an enthusiastic recommendation. If I tell you, oh yeah, that pizza shop on the corner, they're good. They're not great. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not perfect. That's not an enthusiastic recommendation. That's like, yeah, it's fine. It's pizza. (laughs) It's a halo. According to their own criteria, it doesn't... I'm not reading enthusiastic recommendations. I'm not. Now, IGN might have enthusiastically recommended Halo. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I want to I read their actual... Uh, what did they actually say about it? What do we got here? Uh... Like, IGN literally reported an hour ago. Halo Infinite's campaign won't let you replay its story missions, meaning that the only way to do so would be to load a different save file. Okay. So they're going to report on that because that's trending. Where's their score? Hang on. Let me just go to their freaking website. It's probably front and center, isn't it? I would imagine it's front and center. Halo Infinite single-player campaign review. I'm scrolling all the way down. Where's their, where, they give it a 9 amazing Halo Infinite single player campaign is exactly what this series needed, it brings out the best in Master Chief's unique and satisfying combat style while leveraging old ideas to create memorable new moments it's story falls short for both new and veteran players but it was worth the 6 year wait that just doesn't sound like an enthusiastic recommendation to me And in the same breath and in the same day, you're going to report on the fact that you can't even replay missions, another missing feature from the game, and yet you're enthusiastically recommending it. you see what I'm saying? This This feels dissonant to me. It doesn't even sound like an amazing, enthusiastic recommendation. There's a caveat in their own summary. Its story falls short for both new and veteran players. That's not an enthusiastic recommendation. And in the net, the, the next day, an hour ago, they're reporting on the fact that you can't even replay missions. That you don't, you don't see, how do you not see a problem with that? It's not a halo five level disaster by any stretch. For starters, Infinite doesn't waste time with any playable characters other than Master Chief, but it probably isn't going to really make most players happy. Its tale focuses on the Splinter Covenant faction, uh, the Banished, and was not particularly satisfying for this longtime Halo fan. That's in the review that I that gave it a nine. New players and the new players Infinite's hoping to bring in might be outright lost. If you're in the latter group, you're going to ask the following questions and plenty of others. Who are the Covenant? Why is Cortana evil? What are the Guardians? None of that old ground is covered. That is not an enthusiastic recommendation. That sounds honest to me. That's an honest assessment. That's a good assessment. Where are you getting a nine out of that? It's a campaign. It's a campaign. It's a campaign. And even if, like me, you've played, I'm reading from the IGN review here, you've played every Halo campaign multiple times, the fact is that it's been six years and the last one was the most convoluted Halo story ever means that it's not easy to get comfortable with Infinite's plot. The sixth Halo should have come with the Halo story so far cinematic that rolls before you start playing, as we've seen other long-running series do. Most recently, Microsoft's own Psychonauts 2. Maybe 343 ran out of time, or maybe it never came up, but it's a failure that couldn't be avoided. It's a failure. Do you understand? That is from a review. We just looked at IGN scoring spectrum. Ten is a masterpiece. Nine is amazing. An enthusiastic recommendation. And in the body of the review, the guy says, new and old fans are going to be confused. It's, it's, It's not that great. It's a failure. They didn't do a good job with the story. That's the campaign. That's his assessment of the campaign. That's not an enthusiastic recommendation. That's not a nine. That is my issue. You write an honest review. You, you assess the campaign with open eyes as a Halo fan, and yet you get to the bottom and you're like, nine, according to us, it's amazing. This is our enthusiastic recommendation. That review doesn't sound like an enthusiastic recommendation to me. It sounds like an honest assessment of a good, slightly maybe mediocre story. It's a new game, it's not Halo 5, it's a new story. We know we we know that it's we, we know that it's a new story. You're not stating anything new. There this guy is saying that it's it's they don't do a great job of orienting both new and veteran players to the story. You don't have a clue what the frick's going on. Verdict. Here's his verdict. Halo has meant a lot to me over the past 20 years, from first landing on the ring in Halo 1, to the surprise arbiter arc in Halo 2, to being heartbroken by Halo 5's abysmal storytelling. It's one of the few series in gaming where every new mainline entry really matters to me. After six years, it was fair to wonder, did Halo still belong in the best shooter conversation? And would I still care about it? I'm both relieved and delighted that Halo Infinite emphatically answers both questions with a resounding yes turning us loose to explore a massive open ring with almost complete freedom to approach combat with a wide, array, uh, wide range of iconic guns, vehicles, toys, and absolute... Okay, That I can't see the rest of it. There's the bias. Yeah. 20 year game. All of these issues, but I'm a Halo fan full of nostalgia and I'm blinded by it. 9 out of 10. Lono, the reviewer didn't give that numbered score. IGN Corporate made the score. 9 out of 10 makes more money than an 8 out of 10, and it's close enough to the interchange. It makes devs happy, makes more money. Okay, so Deadly Dad says, they talk about all the negative stuff, but that doesn't matter because they enjoy the gameplay, I guess. Okay, but here's the thing. There's a giant difference between saying, look, a game has rough spots in it, But the gameplay is so good, okay? That's not the same as saying, here's a 9 out of 10, this game's amazing, and we enthusiastically recommend it. And then I read the review and I'm like, you're not enthusiastically recommending it. You're not saying that it's amazing. You are literally judging. Think about what we just established a little while ago. That Halo Infinite has been split in two. So these reviews are literally only about the campaign. And this guy just said that the campaign's a little confusing and kind of mediocre. That's not an enthusiastic recommendation. He's not saying it's amazing. I think you're right. It's like if I did the review and ended with, but it's Halo, so all is forgiven. I wish reviewers would say if they played the whole thing. Sounded to me like most of the. It sounded to me like they could play the whole thing. I got the impression Skill Up played the whole thing. It didn't. It didn't sound to me like he was. Um, it didn't sound to me like he was like ignorant about how uh, this the, the full scope. Because he talked about fourteen missions, and then he said six of the fourteen are very, very repetitive and similar and samey. You've crapped on Halo for weeks. I don't think Halo fans are coming to you. Aww. A false summary and a dumb conclusion. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) Oh, man. What's it like to be a plain white t shirt in the internet realm of, you know, uniqueness or original thought? What's that like? Fost aside is, you know, no one really cares. I covered the hackers ruining crossplay. Covered the battle pass. Told you so. Covered the gameplay. But I've just been crapping on it for weeks. <laughs> I've been representing the community's displeasure with the battle pass progression, the store items not being good. Uh they shut down Reddit. What do you what what am I not supposed to would you prefer me not speak? for the community that's upset and irritated? Would you prefer I just put out videos that are that are basically me? Just what, you want me to be a mouthpiece for 343? Three, three? Would you, I guess you could go read... Well, actually, don't go read the reviews because the reviews are more honest than the scores. Like, print off all the 9s and 10s and snuggle with them in your bed so they'll make you feel better. Like, I, even if you go and read the reviews, they're not saying that it's a 9 or a 10. The only thing Skill Up really praised was the combat. He said that he thought the integration with the open world was pleasant and good. He said that they definitely, he had a sense that they definitely, they didn't overdo it. They would be like, okay, that's enough, right? They said that the the, he said the world felt like it was good, had enough going on. It wasn't overdone, but it also wasn't too thin. He actually had a lot of good things to say about the game. So I yeah, I, I don't I, I felt like his review I felt like his review was very, very fair. And he and he ends by being like, Yeah, I recommend it. It's it's worth it's worth checking out, you know? What a terrible conclusion you butthurt. So you think that you think that me calmly responding to what you said is me being butthurt? Is that is that it? Is it... are you that hungry for attention that you're like hoping to irritate me? Is 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 that what you think is going on here? Uh, again, you seem to be the one that's that's lacking in stability. Like you're a, you're 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 falsely summarizing my content because I guess you don't like what I'm saying. Like I said, like I'm reading the words of an IGN review that gave it a nine out of ten. How's that crapping on Halo? So I read a review from IGN that gives it a nine out of ten, and your conclusion is that I'm crapping on Halo. Halo fans aren't coming to you. Well, I mean, ask the 65 people who subbed to me yesterday during one stream covering Halo. Ask them why they did that. And yesterday was me taking issue with Reddit being shut down. I don't I don't understand. I was talking about you. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, gee, many Christmas. Oh, you guys have the same color avatar, Jalen. The guy that said what he said to me has the same purple avatar. I thought you were him i didn't even look at your name i saw the color you gotta uh, yeah that you have to have an avatar i that drives me nuts it just gives you a letter and a color and you and the guy his name was sean you and the guy that said what he said to me both have the same color that's why i thought you were you were him (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were him yeah you gotta pick an avatar i uh i was on a call with youtube uh this last friday and I really railed on, like, you need to let people select a username because uh, it's better for chat engagement. I think they need to let you select a username and then, you know, let you quickly upload an avatar, like, right there, like, make that part of the flow. Right? I mean, I love your content, Lono, and most of the time I agree with you, but you do seem to uh, always crap on everything Xbox does. Huh? When have I. What? What are you talking about? Historically speaking, and even recently, I've 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 outlined dialogue about how I think that I think that Microsoft is a sleeping giant. I think they're going to have a large foothold in the market over the next five years because of their approach to creating a more uh, seamless approach to gaming. I don't understand. Now, if uh, I've been clear and honest about the fact that the the, the Xbox Series X. There wasn't a strong reason to buy one right now, other than if you want to play old games, boost it up. You hate on Microsoft wins all the time? Give me examples as opposed to just broad assertions that aren't rooted in reality. What are you even talking about? Anytime I've consistently talked about how Microsoft seems to be building themselves for adaptability and agility for the future and the next generation of gamers, I gotta listen to the Sony guys tell me I sound like a Microsoft fanboy. So what in the actual blue frick are you referring to? What have I been crapping on Microsoft's wins? Which, by the way, they don't have very many this year. Like, what games have I been crapping on? They, They barely have launched any games to crap on! I think people have underestimating what Microsoft has been building in their service for years. Yeah, and I'm one of the few people that has consistently said that Microsoft is building for the future. That's why I've said, like, Phil Spencer doesn't even see Sony as being their competition. Microsoft sees Amazon and Google as being their competition with respect to cloud-based gaming uh, and uh, playing anywhere, playing with anyone, cross-platform, the unification of all of their systems in their ecosystem, and Game Pass. I don't understand you crapped all over Deathloop which was Microsoft's Game of the Year nomination (laughs) I mean Deathloop got criticism that had had nothing to do with it being attached to Microsoft Xbox has been in coma since 2013 that's the reality of the situation you're always praising Microsoft's ecosystem. Right, like, I can be honest about the fact that Microsoft hasn't had a strong showing since the Xbox Series X landed. That's not hate or crap or me trying to bash their wins. The frick are you talking about? I actually think their Xbox is, is, is it, the form factor of it's more appealing than the PS5 because the PS5 looks like a router you know, from the future that's too tall and then the actual shape of the, the Xbox Series X I really, really like. i'm not seeing any examples in chat just 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 inaccurate platitudes the people that said that i i have been i I crap on microsoft or bash microsoft or i've been consistently hating on microsoft do you have any examples it's 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 been a short enough amount of time for you to type an example that you've failed to do that would be like me telling you that you're really bad at racquetball and you'd be like well can you give me examples i'm like no i just think you're bad at racquetball what the frick okay Lono sitting on the side here, Returnal is PlayStation and Hellblade's Xbox, two of Lono's top picks. Seems well balanced. Yeah, it's not my fault that PlayStation's been hitting lots of home runs. That doesn't mean I don't like Microsoft. I even... Before Halo got here! Before Halo got here! Go back and watch my Halo coverage when Joseph Staten did their presser and they showed off the multiplayer. What did I say? I said, I don't know. There's something here there's something here I think Halo might have a bright future I said the arena shooter might be on the way back what what on earth it took Lono forever to get a PS4 back in the day he's team Xbox yeah I'm, I'm more I'm more born and bred on the Xbox than the PlayStation. I will say there does seem to be a PlayStation by it, but it seems part of your stick. How is it a bias? They just have more titles worthy of praise right now. It's not my fault that Ghost of Tsushima and Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank and Returnal and the Death Stranding director's cut and the Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut. It's not my fault that they're just knocking it out of the park while Microsoft is giving you FPS boost. That's not my fault or part of my stick. It's what's happening right now. That would be like saying I'm reporting on a sports team and this sports team's not putting a lot of points on the board and this sports team is, man, you seem to really only favor that other sports team. No, I'm just analyzing what's happening right now. Answer this, Lono. Do you say Papa Halo with respect or do you say Halo like it's just some other game? There's your answer, PS fanboy. <laughs> Guys, it's not my fault Xbox sucks. Sony's clearly better. That's not what I'm saying either. I know you're joking, Robert. I'm saying right now, Microsoft's not putting points on the board. But I've also said I feel like they're a sleeping giant with respect to infrastructure. You made my point? How did I make your point? Don't do not do that. That's That's passive and lazy. Make your own point. How is there a PlayStation bias when I merely look at the landscape and I'm like, here's a bunch of award-winning, award-nominated games on the PlayStation and Microsoft gave you FPS boost. What has Microsoft delivered to the next generation of consoles that's at the caliber of Returnal and Ratchet & Clank and the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima and the director's cut of Death Stranding? What has Microsoft done right now? Tell me, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> what, what, what games? What are they doing? Where is it? Where's the? Where's the? Where's the? The industry progression, that one driving game. Yeah, I mean, a Forza, but th- 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 that's that's not even representative of necessarily of Microsoft. That actual that 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 engine is phenomenally built and those games are always beautiful i would expect nothing less the way you observe things is biased against xbox how i know you're kidding wheeze i know you're kidding Pushing the industry forward by playing games from 2001. Yeah, I mean, listen, M- Microsoft won a lot of PR points with their backwards compatibility and with the FPS boost. They did, but they're, they're not. Me analyzing and saying, look, since the brand new console came out, they've not really launched anything spectacular. I, I, I won't even say spectacular. Let's remove opinion. They've not released anything next gen except for Forza. I want you to list all the next gen titles that have landed on the Microsoft platform. Where are they? All oh, this is clearly proving to me how much Lono clearly hates Nintendo. <laughs> I'm an Xbox fanboy. I still admit Sony has better games. I mean, even if you were biased, it's not like you don't have legit reasons right now. Right. I am I am merely waiting for Microsoft to start landing its points. Look, they may start hitting homers in the in the in the in the bottom of the ninth. But the early innings of the game, they haven't put a lot of people on base and they haven't put a lot of points on the board. That's fair. I'm not being mean or hate and that's just accurate. How can you as a Microsoft fan think that they're they've done a they've done a, a great job since the Series X landed with respect to launching next gen titles? You don't have any. So if I tell you in the baseball game, this team hasn't scored any points or put people on base, I assess the data. You can't come out and be like, you're just hating on the team. No, I'm not. I'm just assessing what's going on. That doesn't mean that the team can't put points on the board in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning, but right now there's, there's, there's not much going on. I don't like baseball. Can you use another sports analogy? Microsoft doesn't worry about putting people on base. They're building the stadium, right? I there's that. This doesn't create an inherent and enduring flaw in the Microsoft ecosystem or even in the Microsoft console. It, It just means right now there's more reasons to have a PS5 in my estimation, which is a very easy estimation to make. You're buying a next gen console. Where are the next gen games? It's that simple. You're, you're, you're buying a, a, a fridge that's built. You're buying, like, a. a um, I don't know. What are those fridges that they build for the. What do they call them? It's for. It's a. Uh, you're buying, what is it, a humidor for cigars? You're buying a humidor and there's no COME cigars. It was just sitting there. Microsoft has yet to release a first party game in a while and have both next gen consoles. Sony is king right now, and the only game on Xbox I enjoy is Forza. So I'm good. Yeah, Humidor or whatever. That doesn't mean that they can't start to they can't start to land some big wins later on. But there's nothing there's there is literally nothing right now. There's nothing next gen for for the Microsoft platform, and there's no there's no hate and malice in me saying that. Even then, there aren't any PlayStation Fives you can actually buy for logical prices. Well, we, yeah, we're not talking about a supply and demand. We're talking about a, uh, as a consumer, what do I what do I think of the current offering of, you know, of of the next gen consoles? And one has clearly got more points on the board than the other. That's not hate. PlayStation Five games are on PS4 as well. What are you saying? You've you're you're having. You're, 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 you're having a hard time right now. You're having a hard time. I am talking about the impetus and the reason for buying a next-gen console. That's what I'm talking about. And in that realm, Microsoft has almost no reason for you to buy their next-gen console right now. Right now. You understand the qualifier? Right now. When Starfield comes out. when 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 Elder Scrolls comes out. Right. Xbox will show you. Show me what? I don't need to be won over. I own an Xbox Series X. Like, what are you talking about? I've praised them for their infrastructure and their forward thinking. I don't need shown anything. (laughs) I'm assessing... Oh, you were joking. Okay. I'm assessing the situation right now. That's all. In the realm of next-gen consoles, there is far more reason to buy a PlayStation 5 right now. Far more reason. The only real reason to get a Series X right now is for the FPS boost on select backwards compatible titles. That's it. PS5 has three next-gen exclusives while Xbox has one. But it's beyond the exclusives, though, Doom. It also has to do with the fact that they went back and they did things to even Death Stranding. And they did things to um, Ghost of Tsushima. They did things to God of War. They did things to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They went back and did things to Spider-Man right? Now, FPS boost, you might say, oh, well, no, we we got FPS boost. We got FPS boost. FPS boost is not 4K checkerboard 60 FPS God of War. It's not. It's just just removing a frame cap. FPS boost is great. It is, but they're not going back and remastering, retexturing, relighting, none of that. So, even the PS5, beyond the exclusives, I think there's more reason to own one. You can have a truly next-gen experience in Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. Suddenly, having your frames unlocked or raised or whatever in you know Titanfall Two, well, that that, that they didn't go back and do anything to Titanfall Two. It's not a next gen experience. It's just well, it's not thirty fps anymore. My eyes can have a you know can can rest. Yeah, I own a I own a Switch, Christina. <laughs> It's a flawed question because the Microsoft games go to PC, so there's never a need to own a Series X. Well, there's plenty of reasons to own a Series X. The convenience, the form factor, the simplicity, the, the price. There's a lot of reasons to own a Microsoft console, especially if the next-gen titles start dropping. You can't be like, well, I'll just have a PC. Well, there's a price point barrier for PC. There's a hardware shortage for PC. There's drivers. There's problems. There's optimization issues sometimes. Like, there's a lot of reason to just be like, no, I want the Series X. Any next-gen title that comes out, I'm good to go. Like, there's plenty of reason to own a Series X. Once the titles start dropping... That's not accurate about FPS boost. It took more work than that. It's actually a big undertaking. They didn't just adjust the slider. I'm not talking about the work. I was talking about the results, Zubair. I'm not trying to be dis Like uh, I'm not trying to be like uncharitable. Like they didn't have to do anything. That's not what I mean. The result is that you now get more frames. It's not like a next gen upgrade like they did with Tsushima Death Stranding. I mean, even God of War got 4K checkerboard resolution upgrade in addition to them raising the frame rate. So FPS boost is very, very simple. It The result is, yeah, you get 60 instead of 30. But when you look at what they've done to the games on the PS5, it's like, no, they're bringing it into a next-gen experience. It's not going to feel like, oh yeah, they just upped the frames. Horizon Zero Dawn is a better example, Zubair. I'm fairly certain Horizon Zero Dawn on PS5 just got its frames increased. That's it. That's all it got. That's basically analogous to FPS boost. Did it take a ton of work? I'm sure it did. Because Horizon Zero Dawn, when you raise the frames, has issues with character animations and clothing animations. So I was more speaking to the result. Yeah, I never want to act like, oh, the developers just went in and pushed a button. I mean, that's... FPS boost is a little bit more than that. Now, for some games, Zubair, it might have literally been just going in and removing the frame cap. Like, it, it sometimes it is it, it, it is as simple as that for some of those games. Why? Because it was built for multiple systems and spectrums, and it could go higher than 30 FPS. So they just go back and remove that. Like, you no, know, yeah, I can go up to 60 now. They, just, they do just move the slider on some games. Not all. I would... I would wager or hazard a guess that all the Battlefield games got the treatment because those games landed on platforms that could hit 60 and they just capped it on Xbox when they go in and change the cap to 60 now they got to still run simulations and stability checks to make sure it's not going to break stuff but it's not like they're going through and completely retuning the entire game We can get FPS F E S boost on a From From Soft engine? Yeah, so we, blood, 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 <laughs> so we can get Bloodborne. So we can get Bloodborne to not be 30. Sure, sure, sure. That'd be great. It would. All black on the PS5 looks class. Yeah, black a uh, uh, black PlayStation does look very nice. I like my black PlayStation controller uh quite a bit. Quite a bit. I need to schedule our second show today. Um, we're gonna have to try to understand this 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 new world end game update. This patch, this 1.2, they're rolling out. It's uh, it's pretty significant. It's pretty significant. Unfortunately, I didn't bake it into yesterday. I thought that would have been too much. Um, and server mergers are happening tomorrow, which. We're not gonna bother really covering that because tomorrow's Halo. Um uh, Gaming News, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Next, do that, do that, do that. Next, today, public. I don't know why it starts all the way at like one in the morning. I gotta scroll all the way down. So weird. Today at noon. Mm, Hang on one second. Newtonian with a $2 tip. I was an Xbox fan until the Xbox One lack of games, same as today. Yeah, I don't think I just I just don't think there's anything wrong with just being honest about the lack of games. Like I, that's all I've been trying to say. Like I, 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 I think it's this is this tends to be what happens in 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 these environments is is people see me you know praising one while criticizing another and they're like oh that's just bias or oh you're 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 a fanboy or you're praising and and simultaneously bashing or whatever and it's like well no i'm i'm literally just describing what's happening right now right like this is where we are this is you know this is the current status of things i own both and I don't ever have much of a reason to turn my Series X on. I will tomorrow. <laughs> I will tomorrow. That's for sure. Because of because uh, of Halo. Uh, let's make sure we have redirect set up. Save. Okay. Is there a goal to build a platform based on other people's content? What do you mean you you think oh so you think Microsoft's goal is to build a platform based on other people's content so as far as like like Netflix is a platform that is built on other people's content I mean some of it's their own original content but the lion's share of the Netflix like library isn't their content you know. Of course it is. That's how Windows got where it is. Obviously, they acquired Bethesda. While we're asking tough questions, why do you hate the Dutch so much? (laughs) Uh, Xbox has been behind on exclusives since they got off the 360. Well, and they're not even interested in paying for them anymore. Like, you know, Phil, Phil outlined that in an interview when the Tomb Raider stuff happened and everybody was really irritated. They were like, why'd you guys do this? And... I was irritated as well, and he was like, "Well, we're going to move away from that." We and and he they did move away from it. They moved from paying for a year of exclusivity to just buying the Dadgum developers, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like, yeah, the new Warzone maps coming this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the distance here. Microsoft releases a bunch releases a bunch of amazing games. Lono wins. Like, yeah, I mean, if they start releasing all these great games, like I'm going to be happy. I have a Series X. I'm going to love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat that up. You know. I'd like to point out the chat that Lono has once again avoided dealing with his feelings about the Dutch. <laughs> uh, on Xbox, at least, Sony has been banging out stellar games. Well, and, and this is a priority shift, though. Microsoft didn't focus on building really great, big, first-party, you know, single-player games, and that was kind of Sony's bag. Like, that was something that they were really investing in. You saw this marketing divide, I would say, three, maybe even four years ago. And so, it, the idea that right now, like, that's somehow, like, a flaw or, like, a mark against... You know, uh, Xbox or Microsoft. I I would say no. It's it's just a different strategy, right? It's to me it. I would think I would think that this is why it's taking longer for Microsoft to land big titles because they made those decisions a long time ago and only recently started acquiring some of the developers that will net them those big titles, right? Um. Yeah, so that th- that I think is again just it's indicative of where we are right now, right? Right now in the grand scheme of things, right? Um. Uh. Uh, right now in the grand scheme of things, if you look at their approach to to like their strategy two or three years ago so you go and you look at their approach and how they handled the the sort of marketing at e3 and microsoft was all about features and services they were all about what you were going to get on their platform okay and then sony comes out and it's like big first party title big first party title big first party title and I remember you can go back and watch my uh, my analysis of this on presents. I said I feel like they have completely different marketing strategies and purposes with their platform. Now this is before this is before I started saying that Microsoft's more interested in getting you into their funnel, not really selling consoles. Like that's a that's a new. Fleshing out of that project prediction that I made. My prediction was is that Microsoft is more interested in getting you on their platform with their services, and they're not necessarily interested in selling big first party titles. And then their their handling of the Series X and Game Pass and how they're trying to unify that. Actually, if you go back, I even theorized three or four years ago that Microsoft was trying to make a spectrum that included PC. When they started releasing these different versions of the Xbox that were slightly stronger, they started letting you get some of these games on PC. I was like, they're going to unify their platform so that in five or ten years, you won't even think of it in that way. Oh, you're going to play Halo? Where are you going to play Halo? I wish I could go back and find that clip. I mean, I was absolutely nailed exactly what they're doing right now. It was like They're going to blur the line between PC and console. I said that years ago. Based purely off of how they handled E3. It's like, they just don't seem to be focusing on on moving hardware or big, big name titles. They're trying to create a larger spectrum. And I said that's why I think they're a sleeping giant. Because if you approach a developer and you're like, here is our platform instead of here is our console, here is our platform. Oh, by the way, it includes PC, the largest gaming market, second only to mobile. When you approach a developer and that's the reach that you have, you are a lot more appealing than a single console vertical a playstation 5 that doesn't mean that playstation doesn't have amazing saturation and a great foothold in the market but microsoft as i've said sleeping giant they can they can do they can they can approach developers with a footprint and a reach that that absolutely overshadows playstation's but not yet it'll take time talk to me in four or five years again they're just continuing to hammer away at this strategy what happens when Sony releases its game pass competitor backed by the largest and highest quality library possible they don't they, why do you think see no this is exactly this is exactly the discussion why do you think Sony is is starting to push their and kick their titles over to PC why? Because they realize exactly what Microsoft realizes. PC's where the money is. Right? This is the amount of input lag you had when playing the games on OBS. I did a test. Right is the OBS feed versus the direct input. Right. So, who, who put that in, in the chat? Paul? Yeah, that's exactly why one week ago, like two weeks ago, I was playing Sekiro and ready to pull my hair out and this last Friday, I beat Madame Butterfly on my third try. I got rid of the the freaking input problem. (laughs) And I had some really good input from Chad. It was a very good combination. It's the Facebook strategy. Build the platform first, then make the money off Why are you hating on Sony? (laughs) Right. Right. Did you play Ghost of Tsushima with that delay? Yeah. I probably did. And that's probably why some of the duels frustrated me. There were times I remember playing one of the duels. It might have been the Straw Hat duel. And I was like, I don't understand. I remember saying, like, I hit block. I pressed block. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Now, I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima on Lethal, so I was able to eat around the fat. But, imagine where some of this probably lended itself to frustration like Kana Bridge of Spirits when I played it. Same thing. Now, I don't play a lot of games like that on console. When I played through Dark Souls 3, that was on my PC, so I wasn't having any delay issues. My issues with some of those fights was either camera orientation or... Clutterness on the map causing input to just not register, like in the Cinder fight. Overall, though, I wasn't having those issues. That's why I was able to finesse Pontiff and almost beat him on my third try. It's why I was able to enjoy the the Twin Princes fight and the Dragon Armor fight. I wasn't dealing with those input problems. It was just a matter of either being frustrated with you know the mechanics of the fight or or the the cheapness of some of the you know elements, like in the Dancer. Or in, or in Cinder's, you know, scimitar form. But I wasn't dealing with, like, input problems. Until the Cinder fight. But again, that's, like, a known thing that, like, there are parts of that, of his arena that you can have issues with your input not registering. There's a difference between an input not registering and inputting way late. Like, which is what was happening in Kana and what was happening in Tsushima. I'm sorry, uh, Tsushima and what was happening in uh, Sekiro. I always, wondered why felt be- I'm, uh, I always wondered why Tsushima felt better on my TV. I thought it was just because the TV was bigger and prettier than my monitor, but it was probably because of the input delay. Well, I, remember, I remember I did a bunch of duels uh, sitting with my dad. I wanted to show the game off to him, and I went and did a bunch of duels with him, and I was playing at his house on his TV, and I was like, man, I, I'm amazed at how well I'm playing. Well, it was because I was accustomed to playing with input delay. You know. We haven't had a single coffee order today. Somebody can still be the first coffee order. The curves of console tech and PC tech might never meet, but they're getting closer with every iteration. The crossover point will soon no longer be as cost prohibitive as before. Right, and when Microsoft has that blurred line of like, well, it doesn't really matter where you play, this is our platform, what do you want? Do you want our strongest console? Do you want our medium-powered console? Do you want a PC? You know what I mean? How far did you get in Ikishima? I don't remember. I got to the village where you could do the different duels with the wooden swords, and that was really fun. And I haven't touched it since. There's not a place for me to play it on this stream. It's so disappointing. What I need to do is, since I beat the game, loved it, thoroughly enjoyed the ending, thought it was beautiful... Um what I need to do is is finish Ikishima and then find a way to do a um, you know, I don't know Tsushima Thursdays or something I don't know where we just play through the game on on um, play, play through the game on uh, lethal play the game on lethal a whole playthrough on lethal what might be good. might be really frustrating. <laughs> Might be worth just maybe doing all the duels on Lethal. I don't know. Do you think the PlayStation's too far behind on porting games to PC compared to Xbox making them native? Um, it, Saying are they too far behind, you have to understand what their goals are, though. I don't necessarily know if they want to undercut all of the reason to own a PS5. Right? They have to be... They have to make sure they have to make sure that they aren't uh, undercutting the reason to buy a PS5. So like PS5 saturation is playing a role here. It is. So the PS5 saturation and the lack of saturation at the current juncture means that they have to be incredibly careful. They kick a bunch of these PS5 games over to the PC and you're going to lose some of the reason to buy a PS5. You need to have a streaming day like Lono's Picks, where Lono streams a game that he feels like playing instead of having to play the most current thing every day. the The real issue there is is that we're also trying to make content for another channel. I'm just too busy to indulge in this. Like Lono gets to play what Lono wants thing. It just it, it, there just isn't any space for it. You know, there's just no space. I don't feel like I'm missing out on gaming experiences or that I'm like shackled to relevancy. I think we get to we get to dip our toes in lots of different games and subjects, so that I I don't feel like I'm oh I'm missing out. I also know that it just it would really sour the experience to like boot up Ghost of Tsushima and have it perform terribly. So it's like it performs terribly, it's not good for the channel, and it's like one of my favorite games. You know what I mean? So at, at that point, it's like it's self defeating. I can't enjoy the game knowing what it would do to the to the channel and 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 the metrics. It's like I would rather just play it off stream whenever I feel like it. Now playing it through on Lethal, there might be viewership drive for that. People might enjoy that. There might be a reason to tune in for that. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. We also do two shows every day and adding like a third show, if I'm going to add a third show, I'd rather add the third show on Presents and like debate, you know, the existence of absolute truth with you I'd rather do that or you know debate if our science and religion compatible like I'd rather do like really cool interesting philosophical or cultural discussions over on presents if we're gonna do another live show rather than me like hey come watch me play Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> I'm, I'm in the vein of creating content now more than I am wanting to play games like I'm more in the, the of the mind of like I want to create content I don't want to just indulge my gaming desires. So. I am interested to see what, what Sony trots out as their, as their game pass, uh, their game pass, you know, competition. I am. I'm interested to see, um, what they, what they trot out. Um. Mm. Um uh, decline so if I decline comment in the first forty eight hours. Hang on. Uh. Ah. See me failing to understand. Uh, So if I decline to comment uh, in the first 48 hours... And then two weeks later, discover all sorts of facts, evidence, and important documentation. Press is allowed to ignore all that because why? It took too long. Sorry, I'm having to reply to somebody that doesn't seem to understand that like I'm trying to point out the fact that like the press the press never covered my side of the events from last summer and this person's like, but you declined comment to the New York Times. I was like, yeah, that was within the first 48 hours and I was in shock. Two weeks later, I revealed all of my findings and the press is just allowed to ignore that. I literally sent a 38 page document to the press and they didn't cover it. Get the frick out of here playing New World this afternoon. I don't know if we'll be playing. We'll be commentating. I don't really have a strong desire to play right now, because all I'm doing is, is leveling incredibly slow in an area of the map that I just don't enjoy. So that guy generally i don't indulge people like that or engage with people like that but it's so easy to just absolutely beat the snot out of them logically and factually it's like it i want the public to see this i do i want the public to see this like you think one article where you know the new york times like asked me for comment and i declined you think that means like that what my findings 2 week later they don't have to report on i literally sent the document to the press and they di- they didn't they refused to report on it business insider only changed one line of their article and they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't do an update they just edited the article that's just so that's just that's just journalistic malpractice it's journalistic malpractice you 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 literally have someone who's publicly accused of things they don't comment in the first 48 hours They come out two weeks later swinging with evidence and documentation and the press is silent. That is journalistic malpractice. If you report on on the claims, you have to report on the pushback from the other side. What's my favorite game at the moment? I really want to go back to Returnal and do another clear because I want the rest of the story. I think it's a phenomenal game. It's my game of the year. I think Returnal is the best game to come out this year for a variety of reasons. And um, the uh, and then Ghost of Tsushima probably. I'd really like to go back and do everything I could in that. The fact they refused just proves they wanted you for clickbait. Hot topic of the moment. Well, and they didn't even, and then the, the thing that irritates me too about like the New York Times and all these places is they just took snippets out of my apologies. It's like, it's a 10 minute long friggin' video. It's a 10 minute video. And you take one snippet. What about the back half? The last five minutes where I'm like a bunch of this stuff's not true. Why is your favorite game a PS game? <laughs> I wish I had time. I really wish I had time to complete um uh, I wish I had time to complete Days Gone. That would have been that would have been really enjoyable. I, I really, really liked it. I can take a chin shot, but I'm 26 minutes behind. It was responding to something you just said. Wasn't a random jab, John. I don't even remember what you said. What in the frick did you say? I hit you. I, I. I. Yeah, I gave you a chin shot. What did you say though? You didn't. Re- you never responded. And what were you responding to? The person you replied to isn't that one of this person's mods? I think so, or at least someone taking up for her. I. I I think it's one of them. I think it's one of I think it's one of the women on an alt. Personally. I think it's how they it's how they vent about it. I think I don't I I don't it, they're they're too invested. They're too consistently making sure to come check and like say stuff. It's clearly an alt account. It's not somebody's genuine account. Hmm. Would you not rate New World highly this year? Not high enough to be game of the year, no. New World deserves nominations for like you know, I would say on, maybe like a new on, I don't even know if there's a category for new on ongoing game. Uh, new World could get nominated for sound design. It could. It could get nominated for sound design. Sean with a brand new membership enjoy your dope badge and emote your dope and deserve dope stuff. I don't even remember what you said. I, I Man, I missed that feature. Purple had such a great feature where you could like click on a person and and see and see what they what they had previously said. I don't even remember what you said. Sound design alone should win them something. I don't know, man, returnals in there for sound design. Oh, that's right, Adam, good memory. He said, you've been bashing, you've been crapping on Halo for the last two weeks. I don't think the Halo fans are stopping by. He was responding to me saying that we're not meeting a lot of new people today. Well, the title of this is Halo Infinite Campaign Review Roundup, which means us not getting clicked on has nothing to do with what I'm saying. If a person who has no idea, a new person is what I was referring to. If a new person isn't clicking on this video, it has nothing to do with me crapping on the game for two weeks because they're a new person. They haven't consumed my content. Right? So, if they haven't consumed my content, my theory was they're not clicking on this because I it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't clearly stipulate that there's no spoilers because I do think anybody looking at campaign reviews right now are probably attempting to avoid spoilers. Yeah, exactly, KitKat. Exactly. We had 61... No, 65 new subscribers yesterday and I was... I was being pretty hard on 343 and the situation with Reddit and how they had handled it and everything else. And I had met and and plenty of new Halo fans stopped by and subbed yesterday. So I I, just, I think today is more indicative. I should have clearly put somewhere that we're not going to, this you know, that this, this contains no spoilers. It probably would have helped us. How long does it take for new people to realize Lono's a Sony fanboy? Is it quick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just subbed. Homies, what's up? What's good, Cody? Yeah, I saw that you subbed, but I don't call it out. I don't want to say people's names until they talk in chat, right? Hardcore Halo fan, 10 out of 10 with some issues. <laughs> You'll fit in well here. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I don't agree with what you're saying, but I'm still here. Yeah, I mean, if I was way off in left field for some people, like, if they thought my takes were absolutely bonkers, then they wouldn't sub. They'd be like, well, this guy's an idiot, and they would keep on moving. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have done that. They they don't like my take on something, and they, you know, they, they tend to not consume the content, which makes sense because why would you consume content of somebody that you feel diametrically opposed to, right? If you feel like, no, I, I just, I can't vibe with this person. They're they're way out, they're way out on a, on a, on a, on a, playing field or a planet that I, I don't you know, like to visit. And I think that that is a hundred percent fair. I've tried to make it seem as though even if you don't agree with me, you have a voice in the stream and in the chat, right? And so that I think is what makes people come back. They're like, "Well, I don't agree with this guy, but I mean, he acknowledges my my stuff and replies to me." What's up, coffee man? What's good, Eric? <laughs> I think sometimes you have some good points. I got to say, not all, but sometimes. I mean, I yeah, a stop clock's right twice a day, so. <laughs> Uh, no biggie, you no know, need for recognition. Enjoy your content, great stuff. Big words, big smart. Yeah, Cody. Th- w- well, what I meant was, I don't shout out subs because unless somebody says something in chat, they might not want their name stated. Rick Flair, you're here. Okay, four months of subs. Thank you for four months of membership, Rick. Rick, your your um, your coffee came back. Your coffee came back. I'm not gonna dox you or anything. Your um, your initials are AM right it, your coffee came back it said vacant return to sender didn't we run into this before was that you that we ran into this with they claim that you, you, you you're, you're you're where you are was vacant so I got it I got what feels like a two bag order here that came back Can we at least touch on the 30th anniversary? Oh, you want me to touch on the the Bungie 30th anniversary? Sure, I'll read you my tweet. Uh, Since Bungie is celebrating their 30th anniversary today, a couple reminders. Two of their employees made false statements about me publicly. Numerous employees publicly called me a predator. And their corporate attorneys were consulted with with at least one of the women who accused me. Congratulations, Bungie, Bungie on 30 years. There you go. He's a squatter. He's a squatter. Do we have a uh, Ric Flair? We just need to get a way of getting in contact with you, because I, I the. It just came back. Yes, but other than that, what do you think? <laughs> there you go. There's my commentary on their 30th anniversary. <laughs> They're the, the people that the people that work for that company that operate in the public on Twitter they're they're, they're not they're not nice people <laughs> they're not nice people they have no problem being po- like their they're, they're, they're toxic positivity their tribalism their dishonesty it's all duly noted by anybody with a brain. I wasn't trolling. Just like Halo nodes, nods, Halo nods. Yeah, I mean, celebrating that company with respect to Halo is is silly at this point. It's silly. Why? Why would I celebrate them with respect to Halo? The people that that worked on Halo are barely there at the company anymore. Like, who cares? <laughs> Good job on Halo. Virtually none of the people at the company right now worked on Halo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Destiny got Halo guns. 10 out of 10. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's weird. I moved. I recently moved. Could be something with the new address. Anyway, I can email you guys. I'm about to walk in uh, to work for the day. Okay, no worries, Rick. I mean, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. I, this happened with somebody else, and the guy literally sent me, We he's like he sent me a picture. He's like, what do you mean vacant? It's my home. It's my house. <laughs> it's like, I live there. <laughs> uh, it's like celebrating Infinity Ward now for Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's like, why even bother? I don't know. I played Outriders after the new update and I checked it out. It definitely was fun. It's not worth me playing every day or, or covering every week, but it's certainly a reason for people to dive back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's who Respawn is now. Yeah, the OG Modern Warfare. No, I yeah, I got what you were saying. Just send his coffee to me and I'll forward it to him. <laughs> Are you able to tell us the lore I can't tell you the lore homie I can only speak in facts I can only speak in facts I've done so many times on my main channel If you're interested in the story if you're interested in the story we have an entire playlist on the SNTR presents channel Outriders is underappreciated I'll be honest with you I have a really hard time playing Outriders at length because of the sound design it was really great to see, like, oh, wow, their, their transmog system is excellent, and and their idea about removing the timer and expeditions. Those are all great, great choices. But man, that sound design is rough. Oscar says, I play it every day after the update. Yeah, they created a really good content loop. They improved a the content loop, I should say, with their update. But golly, that sound design is rough. What's the best game of the year, in your opinion? Returnal, followed by Ratchet and Clank. Returnal didn't get a Game of the Year nomination, which I think is an absolute crime. I think it's an absolute friggin' crime that a brand new, ambitious, new IP, one of the few next-gen titles to even launch this year, didn't get a nod. I think that is absolutely ludicrous. I work for FedEx. Most address corrections we do are the USPS packages we deliver. When we print the label, it checks the address. Like I can't put in like one two four five six poo poo lane. Like I can't do that. I have to I have to put in an actual address. So it's like, you know, USPS checks the address. Uh, Outriders is basically a broken is basically broken on Game Pass. Can't play for more than thirty minutes before it crashes because reasons. If you're experiencing crashes in Outriders right now. I hate to break it to you, but it's not the game. I I hate to do the, sounds like it's your hardware, but I don't think it's the game. They may have had some issues, like, in the first two weeks, but there are no, as far as I know, I may be ignorant here, there are no crashing issues for Outriders that I know of at this moment. It's not like a known issue that Outriders crashes after 30 minutes. That's, I, I hate to say it, that sounds like a heat issue, like, you might need to blow your Xbox out I liked Resident Evil 8. I don't think its continuation of that franchise was good enough to warrant a Game of the Year nomination, but, you know, people really liked it. It was highly praised. It was next-gen and beautiful. So great. I I guess it deserves the nomination. I don't think it deserves to win, though. I think the competition's too thick to give it to Resident Evil 8. They're crashing issues, but they aren't a lot. If he's consistently crashing at 30 minutes, though, that that, that, that sounds like a heat issue. It sounds like you're, the game is making the Xbox get to a certain temperature. Like uh, thirty minutes in, thirty minutes in. Like I don't know. I've been grinding Outriders every day for the last two weeks, haven't had any issues, and I have it on Game Pass. Oh, you're talking PC Game Pass. Probably a clarification that might need to be made. Okay, well that's even more important because you're talking about a PC, which again, that you, we could be talking about a hardware issue. hear that another jab at microsoft he just said to blow your xbox up <laughs> 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 i needed that was a stretch man that hurt like felt good but hurt that's a good that was a good stretch Yeah, if if you're having crashing issues in Outriders every thirty minutes, it I struggle to think that's the that's the game. That's so consistent. That's really consistent. That sounds like a heat issue. Given it's the only game that does it on my system, and the reviews are full of similar stories. Okay, but are the reviews recent reviews? Because didn't didn't Outriders? Um, I might be thinking of a different game. Outriders recently turned around its review scores with New Horizon. Yeah, recent reviews are very positive. It has an 81%. The last 3000 people that have reviewed it on Steam very positive. Its overall reviews are mixed. So are you reading reviews from like the first 2 weeks? from the note from the 17th of November the last update I think Oh did they put so I didn't realize this if they push that update out and it's causing crashing issues I didn't see that reported on I didn't see that as a as an issue I I covered that update and and continued to look at the press and the reviews and the and the feedback I didn't see people saying that it was causing crashing issues Apparently there's something with the PC Game Pass version that doesn't work well Oh Oh no 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 yeah so I'm thinking Steam you're on the Game Pass PC version. Right. That could have issues that I wouldn't be aware of because I, I I wouldn't know where to look for that. That wouldn't be reported on Steam reviews because Yeah. Are you streaming it or downloaded? Yeah, that'd be another question. Other than sound, Outriders has been very enjoyable. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would have put in maybe another couple of play sessions with it, but the dead gummit, man. That. Whew. Sound design's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Wheezy says Something with the PC Game Pass is doing it. I have it on Steam, so I'm fine, but it's Game Pass is doing something weird. I've seen a bunch about it in the Outriders subreddit. Okay. Well. Like I said, I could be ignorant. I was ignorant about that. I didn't know that that was a thing. I I tried to give that allowance because I was like, I've not heard of this because I didn't want to dismiss what you were saying. Um, So it does sound like there's a unique issue. um, You know? Yeah. I wonder if PC Game Pass is acting up in general. Yeah, it could be a fe- it could be an architectural issue that has something to do with the frigging game. Because I remember there was a social thing in the Division 1 where you would go into the dark zone and get all this hitching because the social thing was like refreshing in the background or something. So I'm wondering if at an Xbox Game Pass level, it's doing some kind of a license check refresh thing, who knows, that can cause the game to kick off or something. I don't know. Dumb PS fanboy not knowing Microsoft Game Pass issues. (laughs) Let me, um, we need to shift gears here to the next show. The next show is going to be about the the New World Endgame 1.2 update. It's actually pretty big. They're completely changing the high watermark system, uh, expeditions, this gypsum cast thing. Uh, some difficulty tuning that they overdid in November, so we'll be coming over that in just a moment, so all you New World guys are going to continue to get your New World coverage I, w- I wasn't going to gloss over this and ignore it I just think it didn't fit in the PTR discussion yesterday I found the PTR in the winter event to be sort of a separate idea and topic in comparison to literal, like actual deep dive you know, end game adjustments so, um Yeah, I'll be right back Uh, stretching my legs going to use the restroom smash the like button it's been a bit of a weird day the turnout was really big but the like button has been really lacking today I've not um, I've not really hammered away at it so if we could hit 300 likes make sure you hit sub if you've been enjoying the talk today I am a safe for work broadcaster we do these talk shows Monday through Friday a lot of times in the afternoon we switch to gameplay but we're going to be doing another talk show here in a moment about New World and we appreciate your support and your tuning in making sure you're subbed with the bell button set to all will ensure you don't miss these shows so you can make sure and tune in when I'm on a topic or a game that interests you, okay? I'll be right back. Sorry, my food was ready, so I brought it down. Took me a second. Oh. <laughs> Lono's blue background light is brighter than the green. Sony, Sony fanboy confirmed. There you go. There you go. Um, Let's see here. So long, chair, you'll be missed. Oh, I was upstairs too long. We just crossed the three-hour mark. Whoops. How can I do YouTube audio only without streaming the video? You need YouTube Premium to do that. You need YouTube Premium to do that. Imagine calling somebody with an (laughs) ebbing Master Chief display in the background a Sony fanboy. (laughs) Uh. Thanks, Mama don't do that alright hang on I gotta switch we're switching streams here come on you're going you're going beyond the bit that's my job (laughs) you're taking the bit and the joke too far that's my job you have to let me do that okay alright You can do background music in Discord. I was supposed to. I was supposed to look into it. And I, there's like a th- there's like software I can get or something. Um, all right, here's where we're going. Uh. 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 Hmm. Uh. New World, original soundtrack... Mm. Okay... Well, let's see... Live... Do that... And that... And then I need this picture... Oh, that's the wrong picture. There we go. Okay. Let me give you guys where we're headed yo see more butts with the brand new membership that's great that's great see more butts good old seymour good old seymour you know can all use a little bit of seymour okay low latency and are we on the redirect we are all right i'm gonna start the other stream What are you doing? I'm switching streams. You, you can't gargoyle. I get It weirds me out. I want a seamless redirect. I can't click no links. It's, it's so weird. I can stream in front of hundreds of thousands of people like someone's in a room. I just can't do it. It's like you're in my peripheral. <laughs> Don't get it. Go on. Quit being that way. Hey! Thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News covering the New World Endgame update, the big 1.2 that is coming. We uh, we covered recently the PTR and the winter event, and I wanted to separate this as a separate video. So if you're looking for sort of a breakdown of that, I'm going to read through and give you a click uh, like a quick cliffs notes right here at the front of the stream, and then throughout the stream we're going to go and actually look at the the documentation.